Because bone saw is ready. <laughs> I was going to do the bone saw at some point, but you stole my thunder. But you, you know what? You, you're starting out this podcast, so that's all yours. They started off strong. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Backtrack. As always, I'm your host, Connor Norton, and today we are joined by Andrew Vargas, the best Thank man. Thank you. We haven't been done in a podcast since my wedding. But yeah, it's been a long, a long time. time before, yeah, the summer. Last time you are here, we did Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And uh, tonight we're covering uh, something more enjoyable than Shark Boy and Lava Girl. What did you say? Yeah, <laughs> did this was say? this was a rewatch that I actually enjoyed. <laughs> Spider Man two thousand two, directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, this is a this is a real nostalgic one, and it's also one that's just a still a great movie. It has like a lot of the hallmarks of what has come to be like what you expect in superhero movies, and it's like this is one of those like trailblazers that really like set the like standard of what we have now pretty much on a yearly basis of superhero movies coming out so it's really cool going back and seeing like the origins of how that came to be especially with this movie very influential and just super entertaining this is the flagship for the flagship modern, modern you know even x-men came before you know in 2000 but i think this one was the one that really changed the game x-men was like a little rough around the edges it was kind of like the one that kind of probably kick-started popularity in doing superhero movies again i know there was the batman movies in like the 90s but spider-man 2002 is the one that like made it like really cool you know what i mean well we were young at that point so we weren't really like in the pop culture scene but those batman movies killed the the superhero genre for a while yes (laughs) yes yeah they really yeah they did did not do uh good Joel Schumacher, yeah, kind of (laughs) yeah kind of killed it for a while but spider-man i think brought it back and set the standard for what a good comic book movie or should should yeah. try to be in credit. Well, if you think about it, I mean, by the time the this trilogy that started with this movie ended, the year after Spider-Man 3, it was MCU with Iron Man. Yeah, that's true. 2007 was when Spider-Man 3 came out. Next year, MCU started. That's true. So it's like the yeah huge amount of influence. Spider-Man 3 is probably the end of the era of that beginning Marvel movies, DC movies. I would say because so, the yeah. Dark Knight and Iron Man come out the next year. Yes, that's kind of, that is like a big transition period. Very quick jump between the two, also a little turnaround there. Yeah, but it does. It is a movie that is very unique and it's very much very nostalgic. 2002 year, right? Not even just era, just that year itself. Right. It's like really a capture of what was going on with like yeah. United States and with like superheroes and with like my nostalgia for that whole time, yeah. me being a kid. Like I, I have so many memories of just this movie yeah. and all my love for Spider-Man kind of stems yeah. either from this or like is combined with all the other stuff that I love about yeah. Spider-Man. It makes you think about like, you know, as a kid, you don't realize like the, the setting of like the world events. Cause like, this is a, a loud and proud New York movie. And it's like the year after nine 11. Yeah. Right? That's why. So that's something that's just to think about, like, um, you know, just kind of an important movie in a lot of ways. Um, it may seem cheesy now, but you got to remember the in time. some respects. Right. Yeah. But you got to remember the time. It's just, you know, it, you kind of like, all right, you give it a pass, you know, you give yeah. it like, you deserve this, you know, it's fine. Like, you, you know, I know you see what you're going for and it's, it's yeah. cool. Or and just, just little things like the way people dress, the way like <laughs> music sounds. It's like, oh man, it takes you, it really just takes you back. Did you remember watching this in theaters? Did you watch this in theaters? Um, I want, I, I don't have a vivid memory of seeing it in theaters. I want to say I did. Um, Second grade, 2002. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw this one in theaters. I don't have a clear memory of this one. I do remember 2002 seeing Attack of the Clones in theaters, but I don't remember this one specifically. But I'm pretty sure all three of this trilogy I did see in theaters. Okay, did you like it as much as a kid as you do now? Or did I think you like it's, it more? Or? Uh, it's grown more like over time, for sure. Okay. Like I definitely like always loved the Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2. 3 just being like, you know, it was kind of okay with it. But this one, yeah, it's definitely kind of just grown in time. Admiration for it. For Were you sure. always a Spider-Man fan? Did you read the comics or the, I was, the cartoon or anything? Um, I was. Uh, I think this is the movie that actually made me interested in Marvel. This and X-Men are what made me interested in Marvel in general. And then this one is what made me interested in just Spider-Man as a hero, like as a character. So, so you didn't really know who he was until you watched the movie? I, like, I knew of spider-man but i hadn't like done much other than like um marvel versus capcom playing like, oh, on, like yeah. arcade or something <laughs> i didn't really get into the character of spider-man this was kind of like the launching pad for yeah. me for and because then i played like certain games and like read a little bit of comics but nothing in depth um but i think the lasting love for spider-man as a character um even now with like the multitude of stories we have of spider-man like this is where like it started for me at least yeah it was very nostalgic this movie is very nostalgic for me because not just the movie itself but everything surrounding the movie yeah because i don't remember what came first of what i was like because i i enjoyed the spider-man 2000 video game which is like on ps1 or something right that like spider-man and black cat and there's venom in it and there's like all these characters and it's very much like the spider-man i 19. remember playing that at my cousin's house on his computer yeah yeah, there, I, I remember playing that at people's houses and that being like kind of cool, but right. like obviously we never had memory cards back then because kids don't even know what memory cards now. But or like, he was Spider Man was also a hidden character in like one of the Tony Hawk games. Was he really? Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll have to look it up. It was maybe Pro Skater or one of the first like two or three. Yeah, he was like you one of the unlocked skin or hidden whatever. characters. That's awesome. So that was also a thing, just like skateboarding and Spider Man stuff like that. It all comes together. It's the two thousands or an era. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I got into that. I got in the movie from the games, probably from the cartoon. Cause I don't remember the first time I watched the cartoon, the nineties cartoon that's on Disney plus now, but I remember loving that mm. cartoon. And then they also had, I don't know if I watched this movie first. I must have, but I had a neighbor growing up, uh, Aaron, he had an Xbox and we had Spider-Man one video game from this, this movie's oh, video game gotcha. you know? back in the day, you know, they used to make video games based off the movies. <laughs> they were always <laughs> it was like, expected yeah like, the movies always had a game <laughs> the version of the movie <laughs> and it was it was fun i remember i have so many fond memories of just like all the lines like look like the freak wants to play like what's with the get up chump and it's like all these the villains you know are like trying to attack spider-man and all this other stuff and uh uh toby mcguire did the voice for oh, it you know and he's yeah. doing all the quips cool. and stuff and then they have a Campbell, so yeah. they have Bruce Campbell doing like all the voice, like as the narrator is like, all right, come on, you gotta learn how to swing. I love you, loser. Let's go. Like he's like taunting <laughs> you as you're like trying to learn how to play the game, and it's a lot of fun. I I just have all these are mixed together. On top of that, I found my old Spider-Man like trading cards because yeah, everything in the early 2000s had just trading show cards. Me those very cool. And like I just have pictures of. I remember getting these. I don't remember. I just I've always had these, and I still yeah. have them. <laughs> I don't know why. It just it just stills from the movie, and it's just I've always. Is there something about this movie? And I can't quite put my finger on it. I don't know if it's purely blind nostalgia or what. I don't it, think it's pure nostalgia. I think it is just... A, a, it feels special. It, it is a special movie. It's all, it is still a, a really good movie. Um, it's kind of just uh, stood the test of time in a lot of ways. 
Um, like, you know, we've seen decades of superhero movies at this point. Yes. And now we're coming back and looking at one that, like, set the tone. And it's, like, it's better than a lot of the ones that have still come since it. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you are right. There's something special about it. Um, and we can go more in depth on all the stuff that <laughs> we think makes it special. But, yeah. Because, it, and I also had the comics and stuff, too. So I really appreciated how this movie was, like, the same as the comic. Like, I mean, I, I want to say like the original 1960s run of the comic. Cause it very much feels like a movie set in 2000, mm-hmm. but how the characters are acting out and stuff and like how villainous they are. It very much feels like akin to the sixties Batman show, you know sure, what I mean? Of how sure. kind of the stuff plays out a little bit, maybe more, obviously this one has way more emotion and stuff yeah. and a lot more deeper hitting moments, but it, it, the story plays out the same as like the old comics of like Peter being a nerd and constantly being picked on and constantly being yeah. beat down by the world. And it's just, he never catches a break no matter how hard you want him to have a break. He would do everything right. And he still can't catch a break. Yeah. He does everything right. And he still is the world's beating him down. You know, yeah. it's how the comic is. It's how, you know, the cartoon is and stuff. And I don't know, I, for some reason I, you relate to that as a kid to just like you're a nerdy kid. And yet this kid has superpowers, but even then his life still sucks. But you're just like, Oh man, like I would kill to be Spider-Man. I'll do this, 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 but no matter what he does, his life sucks. There's something about it, man. There's something about yeah. that Spider-Man story that he's easily my favorite superhero. And it's such a, it's kind of more of like, just like the every man, you know, cause like Bruce Wayne is like the billionaire, like rich, you know, has all this money. Superman even is like, I'm an alien. I have all these powers. Yeah, he, but he's got all these powers, but he's also like, he's got a good life. You know, he's like, he's successful. You know, he's, he's got, got a job. <laughs> he's got a job at Daily Bugle. It's like, he's, you know, he's in a Daily good, Planet. Daily Planet, yeah. yeah. Oh, Bugle's this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's why it's in my yeah. mind. Superman's job supports him. Peter yeah. Parker's job well, doesn't support like him. <laughs> Iron Man. Iron Man's rich as hell. You know, like these characters are like these heroes that already like have it good in life. And like Spider Man has like, these abilities but he's also like struggling in life so it's, yeah. it's more like he's a kid he's an he's a he's a he's probably one of the best superheroes to root for because you want to see him succeed as like in life as a person but then it's like yeah just kind of uh a hero that you could see yourself in more probably for a lot of people and he's got such a cool design oh yeah design wise he's like he doesn't have a cape he's one of those heroes it doesn't have, i mean we're, we're taking this way back to where yeah. like we didn't grow up with the mcu I mean, I guess we kind of did, like, high we've school age. grown you know? into it, yeah. yeah, as we've gotten older. But, like, as kids, you know, you have, you had, like, we didn't have a lot of these movies growing up of just, like, relatable heroes and stuff. It was always just, like, oh, I'm Batman. And, like, oh, we had the car. Chicks dig the car. Like, you know, like, yeah. with, like, Batman and Robin and stuff like that. And so this one was just, like, a cool-ass design, cool-ass costume. He looks like a bad guy, kind of. Like, he's got a full... He can't see his face. You don't see Superman, like, smiling, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And before... Like, before the MCU, before Iron Man and all this stuff, like, it was literally Batman, Superman, and Spider-Man were, like, the top heroes. Yep. Like, that was it. Like, they were the most selling people ever. Like, that was clearly why, like, this movie was made, you know? It was, like... Yeah. And that's why Sony... The X-Men as a group were popular. I know there was a cartoon, and then the movies came out. Yeah. But it was, like, a group of heroes and stuff versus, like, the the one, like, leading hero. Yeah, it was definitely Spider-Man, Batman, and Superman, like you said. A good way to judge that is, like, show your mom. Like, if I show my mom a picture of, like wolverine i'd be like, who's this she's not gonna know who it is. i think you know? wolverine you could make a better bet but if you were to show like i don't know like i could show her spider cyclops or something <laughs> they're gonna be like uh what you know? i don't know a wolverine with like hugh jackman i think a lot of people at this point wouldn't recognize that sure maybe hugh jackman they'll recognize mm. but like you show like a picture of wolverine co- like comic wolverine or something like what's his name yeah 
The, the, What's this name? The claws might give it away at this point. People be like, oh, <laughs> who's the guy who has claws? Got claws and something. But like, but, but you're were, right. You are yeah. right in general. Peter Parker, Spider Man. They would know that. They would know Bruce Wayne, Batman. They know Clark Kent. And right. Like, those are the top three. Yeah. I would say. I agree. Um, so yeah, there's something about it. Something that's this big of a hero, and I think this movie does it really well. I think Sam Raimi, the director, does it superbly. I think coming off of the heels of like the '60s Spider-Man image, mm-hmm. kind of molding into the 2000 age. There's kind of this feeling of like, this was a big deal even then, you know, you you get that vibe of like, you're watching it and you can tell like people really were excited for this movie at then. And like, it was a big deal to see Spider-Man come to screen for a lot of people. Cause like he was, like you said, like he was popular, like even just in general, but this like skyrocketed it. I think to a different level. And then you also have Danny Elfman doing the theme. Yeah. Which is like even, crazy because he did all the you know tim burton stuff he did the batman theme and edward scissorhands and right. juice and stuff and then sam raimi from the evil dead was kind of a weird choice but end up working really well i Very, think it yeah. makes it feel it makes it feel different it makes it feel cool he made it feel like gr- gritty when it needed to feel gritty with like the new yorkness of it you know like the crime and grime and like that vibe but he also could made it, he made it feel heartfelt and like tender or something in some way like you know there was like a genuine uh, emotion to it that he like kind of nailed i think throughout this movie it's and one of the reasons i'm excited for dr strange because they're both teaming up sam raimi's directing Doctor strange too yeah. and then danny elfman's doing the music yes that so is true that, that is making me that really should excited. be a really exciting especially movie. with the trailer for spider-man far from home or no way home the new spider-man no movie coming way out home. yeah right. next no month when we're recording this next month december yeah. right so that just makes me even more intrigued. Like, oh, are they going to have, are they getting the gang back together? <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm real. Ex- I love this movie. I yeah. definitely put it near the top of my superhero movie list, and I think it only gets better with Spider Man Two. And I mean, I haven't watched them all in a while, but it, it should be interesting if we were to if we come back and do uh, two uh, recording for that and compare them because. This movie, I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched Spider-Man 2 again. Um, this one is, like, consu- I think it's just a great movie. So it says a lot that the, the quality of both of these movies, I think. That this one, re-watching it, thinking of Spider-Man 2, it's just, just as great as I remember it. But we're going to kind of go, like, in kind of a chronological order, right, throughout the movie. Yeah, we'll break, it, we'll break, break down it the down. story, yeah. I rented this uh, to rewatch on YouTube for, like, four bucks. Uh-huh. And I watched it like on my train ride for work. And like right when I got to the final stop to get off uh, yesterday on Friday, like I was just getting to the credit, the end credits. Like it ended, oh, like, ended right perfectly. at the right perfect time. And I was watching it like it's spotty, like, you know, moments. And then it like ended like right when I needed to. <laughs> so it ended up working well when you were watching it. It was. And I had a fun time. I think one guy was like watching with me at one point <laughs> <laughs> next to me. Did you have headphones in or anything? Or? I did. I did. You know, just for like listening stuff and things. Um, but it's interesting, like when you, the way a movie starts has like this whole, um, you know, like the cinematic or like the animated intro, that's kind of like a norm of a lot of superhero movies now at the end of the movie. Have you noticed that? Like this type of intro for a oh, movie, like the opening credits, a superhero movie with like the whole like effects and credits. It, this is usually like right at the end of the movie. And then it like gives you like the title. Yeah, because yeah. the end of the movie will have like some CG thing of like the characters and the actors yes. like shooting a gun, like a Jerry James Bond opening type thing. Like but this, this one has at the beginning. This is exactly what like Eternals just had. Yes, but, like 
after the movie's over before the mid credits scene yes that you know i think that just might be a thing with the changing of the times kind of like yes you know people don't want to sit around and wait for four minutes to watch their movie and see the opening credits yeah. that's just not something people that's like to anymore. just get right into it and yeah and like get to it at the afterwards which is probably for the best to be honest with you which it, is probably like watching this and like seeing this first i was like oh this is like fun to look at again but i'm like it is kind of like i want to get to the movie yeah so you ready to break down the movie yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the movie opens up with Peter Parker narrating. You know, he's like, who am I? You sure you want to know? And we get yep. the great line of view. He's like, if somebody told you I was just your average guy, not a care in the world, somebody lied. Yeah, that, is, <laughs> just that was kinda, a good line. Just kind of sets up the, the movie pretty well. I uh, always, always love seeing uh, movies or shows where like it's clearly adults in their 20s like <laughs> high schools, high schoolers. Yeah, uh, hey, I was going to get to that because when obviously this movie, the – teenage actors 18 19 they're supposed to be yeah look like they're 30 clearly. like they're clearly 30 years old or whatever uh because when he he's he's like oh stop the bus and you hear peter parker narrating like yep that's me i'm that guy like i wish i was sitting next to mj the girl next door but that's not me you know and, and, and flash thompson clearly looks like he's <laughs> like probably close to his 30s they all do every kid they looks sure, like they crazy really um we see Peter's chasing down the school bus because he's late for the pickup and all the other kids are on the bus and they're just having a laugh at Peter, showing that Peter is now like this total loser. No one cares about him. The bus only stops because Mary Jane tells the bus driver to stop, you know, yeah. the bus driver, even the bus driver is like snickering and like laughing yeah, at him, dick. you know? <laughs> he's a jerk. Uh, how do you feel about Tobey Maguire? It's the first time we get to see Tobey Maguire as Pe Tell me, what are your, uh, what's your thoughts on his portrayal? And well, I mean, I would say now in retrospect, um, I feel like he, does a lot of he nails a lot of the core elements of the character i feel like and like his kind of like um awkwardness awkward <laughs> i would say the awkwardness is a good thing that he gets down um i will say i feel like his version of peter parker is a little more like subdued and quiet that i think um is i kind of prefer the portrayal of peter parker more with holland um, where he's kind of more like bumbling and like quirky and like, but still awkward and like a little more humorous and like, I don't know. He, he feels almost, Toby feels a little stiff at times. I feel like really like he almost feels like it's just like kind of later in the movie when he's talking to Mary Jane and Mary Jane is kind of like referring to like someone, the guy that she's like maybe in love with. And he's just like, Oh, I know who you're talking about or whatever he says. Like, Oh, him. Or whatever, like there's lines throughout the movie where I feel like he's a little more like rigid than I've kind of come to like in other portrayals of Peter Parker. Uh -huh. um, but I think he's he still is like gave one of the best uh, versions of him on screen for sure. Like I think he got down the kind of like the core nerdiness, the like social outcast, the like uh, you know just uh, meager, humble awkward guy well that's what i would try to pose to you is like peter's parker is supposed to be an awkward can't talk to people socially awkward he can't like he's never had a girlfriend he doesn't have any friends you, right you know but uh, that is still a part of the character even when in the new version it's just kind of a more but he seems cool he seems more well adjusted he seems like a modern he's a modern version you know like Right, right, but I feel like he's he. I I like the portrayal of him being a little more kind of like still, still that nerd who still has a hard time talking. Like he's, I feel like when I see um, him with uh, 
Parker here with Toby talking to Mary Jane, he's kind of just like he has more of the, like where he doesn't he can't say anything. Yeah. Like he just sort of like stares. But like the version Holland gives later is kind of more like he's a lot more bumbling. He's a lot more like confident. Trying to no, not even confident. He's like tripping over his words way more. He's like ah, and he's kind of like he, he there's a little more confidence I suppose, but um I do love Toby's kind of like more quiet version and more like yeah subdued i would probably say um and i think yeah i think it was a it, he got down the core elements i would say it's kind of just down to preference uh, i would ha- I, certain versions i would hate to like break down this podcast just comparing all the spider-mans you know yeah but uh we, you're gonna end up doing it just because it's, it's like, kind of hard you, you were to. seeing all the spider-man and you got like this There's is such a legacy and yeah. this is where it really starts yeah and yeah. he is my favorite peter parker mm-hmm. by far just because of how close to the character he is because like Peter Parker yeah. in the comics, at least the ones that, you know, the, I have the old 60s ones, like reprints, obviously not, right. they're not valuable right. or anything, but those are the ones I grew up reading and he was always like a loser and then only after he became Spider-Man, he, when he was wearing a mask, he was confident and quipping and stuff, but then he yeah. became more and more out of his shell, you know, you could say after he kind of like... I sup- I still think that's been the core of the character even to this day. It's just, there's a little bit of variance in how it's portrayed i think i think that's still like that hasn't changed yeah like, i really don't think the new version is different in that regard i think it's just the way it's sort of um i the enjoy demeanor, the i enjoy it, yeah. this kind of a little bit different but i yeah i really appreciate his version for sure um and yeah he does <laughs> these scenes where he gets tripped he gets tripped and stuff <laughs> and it's like he's just everyone's kicking him yeah it's very forrest gump where it's like you can't sit here you know those types of and forrest gump where when he's like walking down the hall yeah. the bus or whatever uh but yeah it's very it's very much like peter parker's the butt everybody's joke he can't catch a break everyone hates him and i kind of right. like that i think toby plays that well just because his whole life toby plays it really well like this is a guy who's been picked on forever no one yeah. likes him and everything and he's only he's the only one who could bring out the good of mary jane later we'll get to her later but I don't know. I I quite enjoy his portrayal. I think oh, he does I mean, a absolutely. perfection job of Peter Parker. I think. I still yeah. I still really I still really like his. Um, I do love that the teacher looks younger than all the students though. <laughs> the the, te- the teacher's like delivery of everything is always so funny. He's like, oh, knock it off! Like you were you were talking the entire presentation. <laughs> <laughs> his delivery is so like whispery. I like, I like what he says. Let's talk about listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. Um, this movie also. I guess it's probably the same for a lot of 2002, early 2000s movies. So many memes. Oh, yeah. So many memes in this movie. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm something of a scientist myself. And, you know, and all, everything, so many things, just like in Tack of the Clones and just like all all the Star Wars prequels. Like, there's so many memes of these early 2000s. There's there's no bigger sign of admiration in internet culture than rampant memes. (laughs) It says, it just says that people really like, Remember and appreciate and enjoy those movies enough to like make it a joke and keep it's like keep it you know relevant. Um, Yeah, Spider Man memes are still something, especially this one more than two. Like this is the one that like I think of with memes. So many memes. I don't think of any of the others. If we if we took a drink every time there was a meme, you would be like, oh, you get (laughs) plastered. Anyway, story wise. Peter Parker misses school bus. He gets on the school bus because they're going to some field trip to the science. The they're going to see the electron science department, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Columbia, I think at the, it is. at the college. Yeah, uh, and there's like also a spider exhibit that they're seeing. Yep, that happens to be there. And then uh, we meet up with Harry and Norman Osborn, and Harry's Peter's best and only friend. 
and Norman kind of being something of a scientist himself, you know? Uh, <laughs> and you can tell when you and Harry and Norman kind of pull up, there's like a distance in their relationship and, you know, they don't really quite get along. And he's just like, Oh, you flunked out of every private school you ever attend to. And you, you tell there's tension between like yes. his parenting style and like Harry just kind of needs a dad and the dad just kind of out of there. Yeah. Um, he's, he's got this feeling of like, he's ashamed uh, to like, yeah, he's ashamed to like show himself the way he is here with these public school kids. Yeah. But, but I mean, Harry, like Harry and his dad, like how do you feel about them, their relationship, their characters in these movies? Cause I, they're probably this, Norman probably being the second most important character in the movie besides yeah. Peter. Yeah. No, I think it was a, it was, I, I kind of, um, I don't know if I necessarily like thought that was one of the best parts of the movie, their relationship. It's kind of like necessary for, uh, him as a character, I suppose. Not so much for Norman. I don't think Maybe more for Harry to like, uh, kind of catapult him later on in the series. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that especially with Norman, it's more focused probably, I would think, more on just him turning into the villain. I would I, probably say more. I, I, I kind of meant uh, like Peter and Norman's relationship through – because like their their relationship together yeah, is kind of the thing in the movie. Peter and Norman is like – yeah, he's kind of, yeah I guess suppose so. He's kind of like takes him under his wing a little, but not in uh, – more in like a, if you ever need me, I'm here type of, type of like, you know, especially um, – later on with like what happens to uncle ben and things but like yeah and there's a lot of parallels in their journey because they get their powers the same day and the same night and stuff and there's a lot of like what they decide to do with them when they get them and you know when things happen when you're younger man versus when you're older man who's a powerful ceo and you're losing everything it's just like decisions made and i don't know there's a lot of cool things that are i think deeper below the surface yeah that don't show up in movies nowadays you know what i mean like just like oh he's just the bad guy you know yeah well the, the 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 most memorable and probably best superhero movies that are still coming out are the ones that like tap into not this type of story, but like give the villain enough depth to make them understandable and, and maybe even some ways relatable to the hero. Like you can even look at a movie like Black Panther, I think did something like that pretty well as well. Um, but yeah, Norman, cause it's also like they get to it later when he's trying to like tempt, you know, Peter Spider-Man, but like, they're in a lot of ways, like you said, like they went down kind of almost similar paths for different reasons, but like they clearly are two different people who like choose two different, uh, what to do with those powers that they get. Right. Yeah. So that's an interesting, uh, yeah, that's an interesting relationship later on, especially as they start to realize who's who. And also Willem Dafoe. Dafoe is, is just amazing. An in iconic this actor. Yeah. And he's amazing in this. He clearly, well, like one of the best, Superhero villains, super super villains, I guess not superhero villains, super villains, super that, villain, yeah, that we've ever had. Yeah, like he his his performance is incredible. I think he's so memorable, so weird, and it just sticks in your mind. Like his laugh and everything, it looks it's so good. And he's basically playing three different characters. He's playing like regular Norman. He's playing like um, frightened Norman when he's like, and then he's playing Goblin, right? Yeah, he's playing because like, later it's like kind of a split between when he's talking to Goblin and it's him like being all like scared. And yeah, there's like ego, his, his ego, like his huge ego, like, his like crazy maniacal side, his like yeah. meager like, and then just him weak just, side. Like, yeah, but then he also like will lash out later and, and stuff. So he's like across the board with a range of emotions in this world. Because everyone loves Doctor Octavius in the second one, but I think people sleep on Norman. I, I did. He's I a really good so villain. Too. I would say so too. Yeah. And I then uh, I can kind of give or take uh, 
James Franco's performance of Harry. This I think is, he's okay. Uh, easily, though, I mean, the first thing I remember James Franco from is this movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> I know he was in, like, Freaks and Geeks before this, and that's kind of where he became known. This is probably, like, the thing that put him on the map for most people. He's not, he doesn't do enough in this to kind of be, like, super memorable. He doesn't have a lot of lines that are, like, or, like, moments there. It's like, almost like I forgot, like, after all these years, like, I almost forgot it was him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember the character, but I was like, oh, right, it's Franco. And a lot of the other, ca- there's a lot of the casting is really great in this. And I'm like, I can kind of hit or miss with Harry. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. I Maybe would, he's I would... stoned most of the performance. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Could have easily been, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. But uh, it, it, it does set him up to be more villainous later, which is cool for the trilogy-wise and stuff. But Yes. A lot of the casting I want to apply when it's amazing in this movie because they do have quite a few, like at, at least maybe five I can think of that are like superb casting, mm-hmm. like Peter being one, Norman being another one, Aunt May, Uncle Ben, and yeah. then obviously J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah are like the five like it's almost yes, like perfection him, casting, yeah. you know. Just um, nailed it. But yeah, I do enjoy Norman. I. I like their relationship with his son. I like his relationship with Peter a lot. And uh, I think it's very much something you should probably strive for when you're doing a superhero movie is kind of get the good villain and hero dynamic down. Yeah. And not just be mindless, faceless bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always thought, you know, when I was especially rewatching it, like he's super into science, Peter, um, but he's like known as a photographer. And he and that's where he gets his start with you know doing the pictures for the bugle, the bugle. Um, but I guess it, it felt almost a little like it, you know when you watch the rest of the movies, it starts to add up more as a complete character. But it sort of just feels like he's just into science, just because it's not like something that he's trying to do professionally just yet. Well, like, he's in. Well, I mean, I guess in this one, you gotta keep in mind he's a high school student, right? right. And then he's going to college. To be I'm assuming eventually. A, assuming a science thing, and he and he likes photography. He's in the school newspaper. That's what yeah. he's doing anyway. So yeah, but I just think um, I just felt a little like the interest of him in in like the sciences and stuff was probably it just felt like it was more about him. It really, doesn't come up. It doesn't come up as much, and it's more like in relation to him to Norman. You know, that's what kind of makes him like or like, just being a nerd or just being like a nerd in general. Yeah. I suppose it's kind of just like maybe something that people assume you're just into that. I don't know. It, to me, it just felt a little less relevant. It comes movie. up more, more in later doc, with Doctor Octavius. Too, yes, yeah. correct. Um, but I buy it. I buy he's a science nerd. I, I, I mean, I do too. The biggest electro- <laughs> electron uh, telescope on the Eastern Seaboard. That's right. <laughs> there's so many. There's so many lines. Yeah. They're just They're nonsense just... lines, but they <laughs> stick with you. The delivery or something about it is just so funny. <laughs> Uh, I put on my notes the kids, quote unquote, head inside. You know, yeah. uh, they see a bunch of spiders, and they see these scientists have combined the bu- all the DNA from all these different spiders to create these super spiders, but one of them is missing. Hmm, where could yeah. it be? You know, uh, we see Peter kind of being picked on by uh, the bully kids. You know, and Flash Thompson, bully, quote unquote, kids, yeah. <laughs> human adults. Uh, do you know who Joe Magnello is? He plays Flash Thompson. Yes, yes. He's married to Sofia Vergara of yeah, Modern Family. Yeah, he's um he's gone on to be a lot more famous. And he's a huge D and D nerd. Big D and D nerd. Crazy. Right, right. Yeah, he's a he's a big nerd. It's so weird seeing him in this. Is like 
oh, I wouldn't want to fight me. But it makes, me, it makes me think, too, is, like, he probably would have loved this, like, being a nerd. He's like, man, I get to be Flash Thompson yeah, and Spider-Man. He's like, also a giant jock, yeah. He's a giant, he plays the giant jock, yeah. Um, Peter is obviously too nervous to go talk with Mary Jane. He's like, oh, you talked to her yet? He's like, no, never. You talked to her. Like, so I guess he's never shared a conversation with her, even though he's lived next door you know, for years. Yeah, I was thinking that, like, he's six years old or whatever. He, like, first saw <laughs> Mary Jane, and he's, like, never talked to her. I mean, I'm assuming they've had, like, glances and like oh i know who you are but I don't, they probably haven't had the conversations yeah much, i mean it's you know? probably along those lines i would think but yeah i mean yeah harry's the one who obviously in this you know makes the move makes on the her. move on mary jane yeah he's like oh all right harry i'll go t-. he's like i'll go say something harry's goes up uses the same lines that peter just used on him about the microscope and about like oh no some I, spiders change their i will say <laughs> i always like that harry was like not an asshole like he was obviously rich and he was like you know entitled not he didn't act entitled but like he you know from wealth but he wasn't like an asshole he was like oh he, he that, that's why him and peter were friends he was he was an outcast like him too yeah you know? like he he came from that background but he still like yeah stood out from that crowd in his family and, and was, like it sets it up that he sticks up for peter too yeah like, hey leave him alone like he's like the only one who yeah. you know is a friend with him which yeah. is I just I I always like that like you know it's not that depiction of like the rich person being like yeah or you know, just using him rude to yeah or just using him for her for his blood <laughs> <laughs> correct <laughs> or something else correct um, Peter eventually after Harry gets grabbed by the teacher he's like you were talking that entire presentation let's talk how we listen you know <laughs> keeps him away uh, Peter then gets Mary Jane to take some pictures for the school paper you know and yeah. she's like no oh, don't make me look ugly like. Oh, that's impossible, you know. Um, <laughs> did you? I have a question for you. Did you ever see the MTV Movie Awards spoof skits of this movie? No, I have not. They have Jack Black as Peter Parker, like after he gets bit by the spider, it's like he becomes Jack Black or whatever. And oh, they have somebody playing Mary Jane. Oh, I think it was uh, Sarah Michelle Geller playing Mary Jane, Jane and Jack Black playing. Peter Parker after he gets bitten. Yeah. And it, they cut it with clips of the movie and like, it, it's just, it's hilarious. That sounds it, it's one funny. of the things I like, I remember most from this movie, just like these random skits that I just randomly see. I saw. <laughs> um, I need to go watch this. Anyway, the, he's taking pictures of her and he's like, Oh, it's great. You know, you're looking great, whatever. But in the skit, he's just, she's like, no, are you, are you sure? I, don't, I think the lens is on. Or something. He's like, no, uh-huh, you're good. He's like, oh, yeah. He's like, why are you making those noises? Like, it just like, just cuts it together. Like, he sounds weird when he's like, oh, perfect, you know, when he's doing that. Uh, the spider crawls down, the skate spider, that that, that one. That Mary super, Jane The super noticed, spider, yeah. yeah, the DNA. So comes down, bites his hand, and the bite is gnarly when yeah. you see it later. Yeah. Like, that thing is gross. <laughs> uh, Peter, like, looks down at it, and eventually he goes home, and you see it, like, close up. And it's like, a, it looks like a tumor. Yeah, it is massive. It looks no, it it's looks like pale gross. and huge. Because uh, yeah. he, he's like, oh, he goes and crashes. He's like, oh, no, thanks. I had a bite. You know, <laughs> he's, you know when his aunt and That's true. Offer, he said, I had a bite. Yeah. He, that, I always, always forgot him, about that. Yeah, Try to offer him like dinner or whatever. And then it has a cool transformation scene of him like lightning. And then it shows his skull. And it's like, I ah, know. It's just the skull. spiders crawling <laughs> on his DNA. Like, it's so weird. You wouldn't see that in a modern movie. No. You know what I mean? Like you wouldn't see a skull flash when you, him gets you his powers. See, you can you know? see some strange montages. I think of like Doctor Strange when he trips out first, and the, sure. the thing with the hand and all the hands. Uh, there's yeah, some, yeah. there's some really weird ones, but it's more like uh, that. That feels a little. It's more, not the norm. It's kind of like this is a little bit of the more like cheesiness, morbid. Yeah, yeah, to it. Yeah, I guess morbid too. You can look at it. 
Um, what what are your? We get our first look at Aunt May and Uncle Ben as well. Uh, you know, Ben being out of work, he's trying to figure out the computer thing that's never going to stick around. Oh, computers are never going to stick around. You know, uh, <laughs> wh- wh- how do you feel about uh, such a like typical curmudgeon? We, <laughs> but like gentle, well, he, old, nice. Well, he got laid off. He I got laid off from the, him, Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Rosemary Harris and Cliff Robertson's performance as Ant Man? Oh, and I mean, Uncle they're, ben? they're they. I mean, yeah, I think they were the perfect casting for these two older aunt uncle, uh, you know, figures figures in his life. Um. Yeah, no, uh, Cliff, definitely, I think. Oh, I guess Rosemary and Cliff were both excellent in doing that. But um, Perfect casting. Perfect They're casting. Perfect yeah. Ant-Man Uncle Ben, I think. I like how he, uh, he makes this little comment about, like, the government or something. Or, like, corporations. What did he say? Well, like, he got laid off. He got laid off, but I think, oh, they're just looking to always fill they, their pockets yeah. or something. <laughs> it's like they're downsizing their employees and upsizing yeah, their profits. Upsizing their profits. Something, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they laid him off after, what, 50 years or something, however long you worked or whatever he said. I don't remember. Yeah. He's yeah, like, was, oh, a senior electrician. I'm laid off, you know, so... Kind of like you really that. feel for him. It makes you feel like sympathetic. Well, uh, and, and it kind of sets the stage for like the Parkers. They're poor. You know, they're yeah. not. They're not. Ri- they're ri- they're very poor. Yeah. I don't. I, maybe middle class. They're I don't know Queens. if I can say middle class, but because uh, yeah, Queens is more of like kind of like uh, you know probably like not as you know obviously people live in Manhattan or whatever have more money. Yeah, they're people around the, these like neighborhoods in Queens, so. It really makes you feel the house and like the situation with them financially. And they're also very lovely. They seem like very lovely yeah. people. They seem super nice with Peter. You, you can tell they have a good relationship. And yeah. you're like, I wonder if that's going to be taken away from this poor kid. <laughs> it's just, it's <laughs> just like, go sucks, wrong? man. Um, but uh, intercut with that, Peter, you know, getting his powers. We cut back at Oscorp, Norman Osborne, you know, his company. And uh, we see Norman giving like these scientists and some government general officials you yeah. know like a tour and like what their funding has been researching at his company uh including like a combat glider and suit yeah a flight suit or something and then the performance enhancing vapor drugs they always say the performance enhancers like they don't even say like <laughs> it's not even called anything like oh oz oz juice or something. you know like yeah. they don't have it they don't give it a name like his serum it's just they, like it's a just, medical term yeah they just whatever. say performance enhancers they keep saying <laughs> it's like, not the performance it's enhancers. not like the super soldier serum or something yeah right it's just anything, like yeah. what it is literally um and they he's telling them about it and it apparently increases strength by over 800 percent in the test done with rodent so far like that's insane 800 percent like that, that's yeah. superb and they've had all the tests have been successful except for one and the one side effect with the rat was violence, aggression, and insanity. Insanity. And the they, but it's been fine ever since that one. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one. And it's funny that the the government is like the board, the government and the Oscorp board inform them that like, listen, uh, we we say it's ready for human testing except for Doctor Strom over here. And Doctor Strom is like, it's gotta go back to formula. And then we get there's the great line of one of back the to formula. There is <laughs> there are two lines in this movie that there's no one regrets more than. Uh, these two characters, and this is one of them. Back to back formula. To formula. But I love uh, Willem Dafoe's delivery. He's like, back to formula. Like, he's gonna rip his guy's head off. I also <laughs> love this moment where we have the movie on, where he goes when he's on the board later uh, to be put in, and then he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just such a quick little like. It's just oh, a little cold. little moment <laughs> when he's getting before he gets uh, injected with the. Uh, Do you think that's a little answer. excessive to go back to formula on a drug that's worked every single time except for once on a rodent? I feel like back to formula. That's gotta be your last. Well, Effort. I guess they, uh, I don't know. Like, I would think. I'm just saying, is Dr. Strom a quack? Like, let's be honest. How many, <laughs> do they say how many trials there even were? Or they just like, the, they did trials. 
Right. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, they, they tested it on rodents, and they're ready to go test on humans now. They're like, we're ready for human testing. I know, but, like, if you had a, a trial where, like, the, even the rodent went insane and all this stuff, like... One, one rodent. You know, one rodent got what, violent. Was it one rodent, or was it one test? You know, because it could have been multiple rodents. I, mean, I don't know uh, what they said. I don't know what they said. That she was said just, one trial, yeah. It was like, one trial, so the whole batch could have been, like, gone insane versus, like... You know, just one single rat. Oh, okay. You know okay. what I mean? Maybe. I would be like, okay, like, that's a red flag. Like, we're going to be testing on actual people. Like, these people's whole lives could be ruined. If you, you know, go insane. Do, do, and, uh, do you think that the uh, the corporations and government in our world would take the same precautions as Oscorp is doing? In, in oh, no, the they're Marvel? probably painting a much more... Uh, <laughs> a better picture of what they really would be like. Because like. uh, if this happened in the real world, the government contracts like 800% and we only had one trial... Let's keep going, like <laughs> Operation Warp Speed, baby. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You would, you'd like to think that you would like to think. Would you, would you take it back to Formula after one mistrial? Uh, I because obviously, I mean, obviously Norman is doing this because he's like he wants to, he wants to be the top, you know, business ever, right? Right. If and I'm, he's like, oh, everybody else says it's good except for Doctor Strom. Doctor Strom might be the only person who wants to stand up to norman as well that could that's be true too. that is true there could be a lot of pressure i don't know i would probably think i'd probably lean towards like yeah back to formula <laughs> back I mean, to formula <laughs> just like i mean you're dealing with something like that has like it, it, norman obviously is a very like egocentric guy like yes it's more about his accomplishments and like making himself go further and you know yeah then like the guy this doctor who's more like actually like cares about it being the best it can be. And yeah. Like, and, and it should be you, like, there's probably a lot of pressure for anybody who's an underling to kind of like, Oh, the boss is okay. Like, Oh, yeah. we should sign off on this. You know, there's probably a lot of like, yeah, he's like maybe the only one who has the guts to say anything, say anything. Yeah. So I, I would probably think it'd be the right thing to do. The government basically tells Norman, like, listen, we're pulling your funding in two weeks unless you have a successful human trial. And even then, Later on, that that general's like, I don't like you. Like, you know, no one seems to like Norman. You know, it's kind of the same yeah. as Peter Parker. Like, no one seems to, everyone's out to get Norman, no matter how successful he is. You know, and you're like, oh, you're out. like the board is against him. Like, everyone hates this <laughs> he's guy. He's probably done enough to warrant that, though. Like, probably. Peter, no. Yeah, he's just awkward, and you know. But Norman, I, I just meant the parallels. Like, no matter what yes. they do, they're getting. You it know. is true. Yeah, you start to see that they're going down these sort of similar, obviously very different trajectories trajectories yeah. they both go norman straps himself down to a metal table because like we don't have enough time for a human te- to find an actual human trial person yeah dr strom you're gonna try this on me it's just him and dr strom yeah <laughs> <laughs> no other team he's like two weeks we're gonna lose that company oscorp's dead and he has some really great like shakespearean lines yeah. here after the oh it's cold you know and besides <laughs> that funny delivery he has like we very barely past the potential of, of human yeah, potential or yeah, whatever. Like he has yeah. like these Shakespearean like monologues to himself, which I love. I also love the introduction of the glider. Cause I always thought it was one of the coolest things. Oh yeah. They, the they goblin show glider. at the beginning of the first Oscorp or the, the, the person testing it. Such a, such a cool, like just like villain thing. Like just in the background or whatever. Just... Well, just like a part of the villain. Like I love, always loved the fact that he was like on this cool looking glider, like, Flying around New York, I thought it was just like the coolest villain. It's not a lot of like villains have like gadgets, gadgets and like that. glider. Like, no, who else has a glider? You know, no one really has a glider that they fly around on. Not either. really. Yeah, I mean, can't think of any. Yeah, top of my head. Or I can't think of another. I mean, th- a lot of Spider-Man villains are kind of unique, like Doc Ock. Like that's yeah. really weird. Another thing I think Spider-Man and Batman have as strengths is like a lot of their villains. Yes, are related to that 
like have a connection with the character. Yeah. Like, you know, Batman has some, some, some iterations. Batman is the reason that some villains become the villains, yeah. you know, and Spider-Man, he has a connection with all the, like Norman Osborn's, Oh, it's his, it's his friends. Yeah. It's his best friend's dad. Like he's kind of like a father figure to me or Dr. He's a mentor to me or Dr. Connors is the lizard. Yeah. You know? it's like, yeah. 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 Uh, which is pretty cool. It makes him, I don't know, more in- interesting. And like, right. Oh, I like, I like, you know, makes their stories more interesting, I guess. Yeah, and it's also, I mean, if you think later on with Vulture and uh, that other villain. Yes, exactly. It's kind of, yeah, exactly like that. Like, that person you don't realize in your life is, is like, going to be the person you have to defeat. And, like, yeah. you know. And then them knowing who you are is a whole other, like, aspect. Yeah. Yeah. Something that Spider-Man in general, this is always, like, a hallmark, I think. Yeah. This um, movie gets that down perfect. Yes, Norman's trapped in the thing, goes in the gas chamber, and right away the procedure goes completely wrong. Yeah, he's shaking. Like, sh- <laughs> his beats per minute are like over 150 before he cuts away. And it, just- this, is, this is very like like quickly like from a distance like close up to the the his reading and it's like boom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his eyes are like all white and clearly he, just, he then eventually the heart stops and Doctor Strong pulls the plug. Like you just see like the heart is just stopped. Yeah, he's out. Uh, Doctor Strong tries to try the chamber and try to res- resuscitate Norman, and Norman only to awaken just you know, back to formula and shit. <laughs> throws Doctor Strong through the play like by the neck. He does this maniacal madman leap and laugh like ah like <laughs> very sixties Batman like Joker you know from the show. Absolutely yeah. Um, the next morning, Norman wakes up with no memory of the previous night, and we find out from his assistants that Dr. Strom is dead. The flights and glider are stolen. Yeah. That's all that. Um, Peter, the next morning, awakens. He's like, yep, big change. And, you know, he's like all muscly now. He, he doesn't need uh, glasses to see. Uh, well, the moment that's really funny was that he, when he says big change, he looks down. like He opens up his pants. He opens yeah. up his pants, looks down. That's when he goes, big like, change. Yeah, big change. He's like, oh, I guess the spider thing. A lot more girth you got now, huh? In the Jack Black parody of this, he's like, my hands, they're all hairy and sticky. No change there. And like, just like, <laughs> <laughs> just some stupid jokes like that. Oh, my God. Um, but I, yeah. I kind of feel bad for Aunt May and... Um, uncle ben though because like i really want them to have like this family time and you never see them have it no they're always like it's always them briefly saying oh are you sure you don't, you don't want to eat or you and, sure? they're on, and he's on his way and you never get this moment between the three of them make sure you don't forget to we're gonna paint the kitchen later yeah, that you know, comes he doesn't later show up but it's like i can imagine they had all kinds of nights together as a family and you just like wish you could see it in this movie yeah you know? you, obviously the tragedy of that is and they're, they're never going to get it back like you, right. you don't know what you have until it's gone yeah make sure you spend time with your family everybody you it know? is it is true cherish the people you have yeah while you do. call them call your mom yeah. call your dad <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah peter heads down he's like all right he's gonna chase mary jane out the door and you see the like how loving peter's family is like his yeah. family unit and then how terrible mary jane's abusive like, side. Abu- and yeah yelling and yelling and everything is like oh you're just like your mother you're such a waste you're not even just worth terrible it terrible you know? just terrible, terrible 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 like family dynamic going on over there she's not well adjusted she doesn't have anybody supporting her yeah. you know peter's got a whole family unit supporting him she has nobody you know yeah and it's it's also that kind of like the, uh that image of like the beautiful person who is like really doesn't who has like a tough time at home and yeah. it's like you know what you might not think their life is like what it is which is why i like their peter and mj's relationship when they go into it more in this even though i i I hear the criticism from people who like mary jane's acting isn't good peter's acting isn't good it doesn't look like they have chemistry together you know um and i i all right fair enough but Mm -hmm. i i the the way that the characters are 
because like he's the only one who ever i mean we'll get into it he seems like the only one who's supportive of her and actually cares like what her dreams are and yeah what really she wants to actually do. like actually cares to yeah because everyone else her. in her life just sees her as like you're the hot you're the hot girl you're, you're, yeah. you're making me look better you know yeah he actually recognized her as a person and like yeah loves her for all that and stuff yeah um, he tries to follow MJ and try to get the courage to talk to her, but then she gets picked by her friends before he gets the chance. He's like, "Hey, uh, I thought maybe you know we can get." He like he says he's like talking to himself. He's like, "Er, never mind." He's he's like walk you know, way away. Or whatever. <laughs> um, he tries to catch the bus, leaves him again. He's like he tries to catch up with the bus, rips off the. Gets stuck on the. Yeah, he gets stuck on his hand or whatever. Yeah, which I always thought was pretty cool. Like, oh, his powers are starting to come in. Yeah, they're you know? trying to tease it. Yeah, um, back at school, uh, he. Uh, tries to like he's at the lunch table or whatever and tries to figure out or he has like the, the peter tinkle the spider sense you know uh yeah. and sees mary jane as she like slips and they do the great shot of him like catching her and then catching all the food on the tray as she like falls and stuff like that there's a lot of the moments in this movie that's kind of like a trope of like the person thinking someone's looking at them but they're not type of deal yeah that happens a lot in this movie <laughs> and it's a little overdone i think but it's like still it, you know it hits the mark for the most part but I do like this point, though. The point I was trying to make earlier, like, a modern movie would have him kind of throw in, like, a quick joke and, like, a quick quip, like, oh, better watch your step, you know, or, or something stupid like that. But after he catches her, he just kind of goes, like, uh, and just smiles. Like, he's just an awkward kid. He doesn't know Very what to awkward, say, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, all right, well, good reflexes. You you do you do uh, yoga? Or you like <laughs> just <laughs> you, stares. You know, he just, <laughs> he just stares. stares. He's super awkward. And it legit feels awkward, you know? It does. It Which does. is, I mean, you know, a modern movie, you'd want your character to be more likable, but I think this one kind of takes the like, oh no, he's awkward. You know, he's gonna stay kind of awkward and weird, and it just it just makes the movie feel more unique. I don't yeah. know. And then he starts to actually have his webs start shooting out, and this is out. pretty gross. Like it is. I've always been a fan of the web shooters over the natural webbing. Yeah, That's just me. I like the web shooters. It's 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 one of the things that actually feels like really unnatural. You know what I mean? It feels like, so gross. It like feels <laughs> like he's this white splugy stuff coming out of your veins, like webbing. He's like got a serious medical problem versus like a superpower. <laughs> you know, that's how it feels. And also hands up the uh, science side of Peter Moore. He designed web shooters to do it in web cartridges and things like that. Yeah, I, yeah. I I've always thought too about like when he climbs, like because he's wearing shoes. Right, so he's <laughs> his his hands are holding his entire body. Yeah. Right, because like his his feet t- technically shouldn't be sticking. You would think. You would think, but somehow, alas, he's got super strength. Yeah. Well, in the in the uh, in the wrestling match later on, he's holding onto the bars. His hands aren't holding onto the bars; just his feet are up there. Interesting. So it's like, what, how are you holding on? Just yeah. your palms or what? Yeah. What do you, and you think about the suit? The suit is more like it's just bare skin under. So there, it's probably like. It's made so that his fingers can still like, but he's not wearing like socks or anything, probably, right? Yeah. Like his bare toes are probably touching whatever <laughs> dirty New York streets. Or he's, got, <laughs> he's got this little like padding on his feet. Who knows? I don't know. I always thought it was a little funny with the feet. Just thinking about like yeah. the barbs on his hand. How's he climbing? But he's got shoes thing? that are somehow sticking too. Oh, the barbs on his hand later on when they the close up. It shows the spider legs coming out of his like, fingers. Is that a cat's tongue? It's so gross. <laughs> Um, he has like webbing shoot out. It shoots out on a lunch tray. Yeah. He launches it over his head and it lands on Flash's head. Whenever he, he walks away and you see like the lunch tray, he can't get it off of his, like yeah, the webbing still attached to him. Right. And he door can't closes. Get it door closes. Like, yeah. So everyone at the school knows he's Spider-Man then. Right. Clearly they're just not paying the, attention. The, the, well, the thing is like, he's not someone that people pay attention to and he's just sort of like, but you don't they're just think laughing. You, you don't think you remember the great, like 
lunch table throwing at Flash Thompson where the kid had webbing come out of his hands and he had like no, he couldn't like it looks I like think webbing. It's one of those things where people are focused more on like wh- like what just happened than how it happened. You know what okay. I mean? Like they're staring at Flash Thompson and they're covered in food. They're not looking at Peter like. But they saw the webbing and they saw the. Well, maybe who? But the like, laugh, they laughed. When but he nobody the door. saw. Nobody really saw him shoot it and it fly. They just saw it afterwards, right? So maybe they don't know what his hand stuck to, uh. or what's from his hand to the tray. So I would just think people are just like not. They just forget about it. They, yeah, they're just not aware. Um, we get a cool thing where he goes down the hallway where Flash chases him, and we get this cool Spider Sense scene where everything's kind of slow motion. And he sees like the fly beating its wings and like this yeah. bit. The spitball. <laughs> spitball being shot through a straw. Disgusting. Um, and then Flash is coming in to punch him, whatever, and he just dodges it no problem. And he, it looks all slow. He's like, huh, you know, huh, huh. And like he dodges out of the way and, you know, everything's slow for him. He punches so hard that the the, the locker dents. Oh, the lock. Uh, Flash does, yeah. Yeah, Flash does. <laughs> like, damn, that's a punch right there, man. That would have clocked you. And he, he got the great line where he's like, I don't want to fight you, Flash. He's like, I don't want to fight me neither. <laughs> it's just so good. It's, that's I do love name. the line, too, when Peter starts to really, like, dodge everything. And he's, like, flipping and stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, and Harry comes up and Mary Jane's like, help him. And he's like, help who? Yeah, who am I supposed to help? Or who am I supposed to help? Yeah. Or he says. Um, and then the Peter ends the fight by just dodging crazily out of the way. does some flips over the guy's head. And then just one solid punch to the gut sends Flash flying. Yeah. Food falls on him again. Yeah. And everyone is like, you know, like, oh, Parker, you're a freak. You're like, what do you, he hit beat the bully. What do you mean? <laughs> They're the ones that are coming up yeah. just throwing punches. And he's like, <laughs> he dodged out of the way. Whooping their ass. And, and, and only Harry's like, oh, Peter, you're incredible. And like, everyone else is like, oh. Well, oh. I know like the other jock guy is like, yeah, like you really are a freak. Really, he says. <laughs> but I feel like that's one of those things too, where he's like trying to be like on top still. Like, oh, you kicked her ass, but you're a freak you know it's like he's trying to get that up that uh, <laughs> that upper hand on the on peter still peter heads Makes out he doesn't bad. know what's going on he leaves the school yeah, he's he... feeling like all you know doesn't know what's going on he runs down a back alley looks at his hands and we see the spider legs coming out of his fingers it's yeah. so gross like, can you imagine trying to hold hands with with him it, like, it, like it's, it's so ugh. i wouldn't under, i don't understand if it's something that he could like like because clearly there's times where he's going to touch people and it's not going to like stick to them or yeah, hurt gonna... them. But then, there's, then he, but then he can do it when he wants. So it's, I don't know. What it he, is. he can control every individual little. They like, they leg. like retract. They just come. Ugh, <laughs> so I don't gross. know. But the close up shot looks like real. It looks like metal. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like, it looks so like natural barbs. And they um, wouldn't do that. I don't think in the modern, you just like, Oh, he just climbs walls. You don't need to go into the details of it. You know, like in the probably, you yeah, know, probably yeah. not as much, but I think there's yeah. just Sam Raimi's coming out. Like, Oh yeah, he's, this is it's, he's a spider. He's half spider. It's a little he's more gross. gruesome. Is the word I would probably use. It's a little more like it shows the like actual anatomy of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good way to putting it. And I guess yeah. that makes sense with Sam Raimi. Yeah, he would he like would lean that way. Um, but we see he's able to climb walls, and we get the great like bum, 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 bum. As his hands hit, the it, wall. it really builds the hype. It it's does. a really good building. Like, oh yeah, he's getting the spider powers, and he's swinging around, you know, jumping around rooftops in a single bound. He's Learning how to shoot his webs and swing. He's like, up, up, away, web, fly, shazam, you know. He holds out the hand and goes, moves it back and forth after a while. <laughs> he does like the, great, the rock pose. Great little it. montage, yeah. Go, web, go. Uh, eventually, he does the classic, like, Spider-Man shooting the webs two fingers in, you know, yeah. out, out of the thing, using those muscles. Crashes into a billboard across the way. Very great, very awesome. Yeah, learning, like, learning his powers. Learning you know? his powers, like fun, like you know, hurting himself a little on along the way, but yeah, getting yeah, it. Done. It's a rusty start, but it's going good. You know, um, 
he heads home afterwards, and you see that he's missed the entirety of painting his family's uh, or Uncle Ant Man, Uncle, Uncle Ben's ben, uh, yeah. thing. He's like, "Oh, Michelangelo, you missed missed painting it. Your meatloaf is in the." I never. What's the, was there like a reason he called him that? Or was uh, it just sort of like I think because earlier early on he's like, "Hey, Michelangelo, don't forget we're painting the uh, kitchen." So like Michelangelo painter, you know. And he's like, oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Like, it hey, was Michelangelo, it you, was, you're yeah. gone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, He's like, oh shoot, I, I messed up. I sh- I should have been here. I have responsibilities I'm not maintaining. Mm, yeah, you know? you're gonna regret that. Um, he speaks to Mary Jane that night after he's like taking out the trash, you know, and then we see that her home life is just the place from hell. Like she's just getting yelled at. He's like, oh, shut up, you know, and she tries to just go outside for a moment's peace. Um, mm. they share a moment together talking about what they want to do after graduation. They kind of both want to move into the city. Mary Jane wants to be an actress on Broadway, and Peter wants to go go to find a job in photography, work away through college and yeah. stuff. Uh, it's a nice moment. I like the the line where he's like, or they start, she starts to kind of warm up to him more after everything he says nice about her career, like career aspirations. And she's like, you're taller than you look. Whatever. He's like, I hunch. <laughs> Whatever he says. Yeah. That, that's a weird w- delivery. She's like, you're taller than you look. I hunch. Don't. Don't. Yeah, that's right. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. He's like, okay, yeah, just don't hunch. I, I don't know. But it's like, it's nice. You could you can tell it's a little like a little flirtatious, you know, a little more like not maybe flirtatious, but a little sweet, you know. Like it's a little response. funky though. The, but the way, but the her delivery, delivery is, yeah. yes, yeah. delivery back between but the two of them is funky. It is. It is a little funky. I would say I kind of probably lean more towards agreeing with like the chemistry being a little still in the works in this movie for them. Yeah, I think it's obviously uh, probably stronger in, in the sequel and later on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that is a nice moment between where you start to really actually like show that peter is like a really thoughtful considerate caring man and that he like actually looks at mary jane not like he is attracted to her obviously for her beauty but for her as like a person yeah you know it's well, like, he does say like oh i see greatness in your future and, and yeah, all this other stuff yeah. he's like oh your dream i actually generally wants her to be great you yeah, know and like yeah, stuff like that yeah and he's he, like oh he's, I, I cried like a baby when you played cinderville <laughs> <laughs> he's the kind of person that you want to be with like that like encourages you for what you want to do and like you know even the little like things that like oh that, that was barely anything he's like well i liked it you know like that kind of like motivation and you can tell from uh kirsten dunn's acting like she doesn't like she's very subtle but she doesn't get hear that ever ever you yeah know, she's yeah. never heard it's that like, in life. yeah it's probably so rewarding to like hear someone acknowledge her like that yeah yeah i can imagine um, Peter gets interrupted when Flash shows up to pick Mary Jane up in his new car, and it's just like Peter's like, "Oh, chicks dig the car. I need a new car. It's a cool chicks car, you know." <laughs> and then it immediately cuts to him looking at cars in the newspaper, yeah, which will the, lead into the the montage of him like, yeah. and then he sees the ad for the three thousand dollars for the wrestling, and it's like, like progressively going. I don't know if you remember, like the montage of the papers, like the price of the car goes from like the most expensive stuff, and it like slowly yeah. goes down to the like three thousand dollars yeah, into the oh, sports match. convertible two thousand dollars yeah it's like, all of them like needs work needs work <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty funny I, it I, is I, funny. I, I dig that uh he's like all right cool wrestling this is that's how i'm gonna get my three grand for it i'm gonna do that i need a, i need a colorful costume whatever he's like all right cool montage of him designing a costume ripping the paper like oh 
needs more color. Needs this, that, you know, yeah. Peter's actually a good artist who, who knew, you know, well, <laughs> you know, it's kind of also maybe more into the like nerdy thing. He's like, he likes to draw or stuff, you know, so it's he's a like, man of many talents. Yeah. He's got, he's got his photography. He's got his sciences into his drawing. I could, I could buy it. It, it. it feels like very nerdy. It feels nerdy. It's, that's why I buy it. And he likes, and he's into comics and stuff, you know? Yeah. No, it, it feels right. It feels like something he actually would do. Um, I to work into that. Uncle Ben decides he's going to drive Peter to the library, even though Peter is like actively going to the wrestling match. He's not going to the library, but he's like, Uncle Ben wants to have some time with him, you know? Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's all, he's going through all these changes, you know? And he's like, Oh, I went through the same thing as your age. You know, I got, yeah. I mean, talk to him about this, you know, it's like, need <laughs> to go through the exact same thing, you know? <laughs> um, and we get the, obviously the great scene in the car where he's like, Oh, it's great power comes great responsibility, which is the only one that's done that. The only Spider-Man movie that's done that line is these movies, which it's is kind of weird. It's true. Uh, maybe I think you could see some kind of return eventually, um, but I feel like it. There, I can't think of a moment where it would have as much impact as this. What was the line in a uh, Spider-Verse? He was like, "With great, <laughs> like uh, Miles' dad says to him in the oh, car." Oh, like, yeah. Great perseverance something. is great. When he's like, "That's not even the line." Dad. <laughs> 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 oh, I think that's the line. Yeah, that one. That one's a great one too. I love. Spider-Verse. Yes, that, I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of love for that movie. Like, Dad, you have to stop at all the red lights? Like, well, some some cops don't stop at red lights, but I, I do like I like stopping at red lights. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's worth a rewatch too, actually. Um, yeah, but this it is kind of a and it's also just one of those moments where it's like you know that Peter's got a lot on his mind with wanting to. Oh, he wants to be independent. He wants to be do independent. His own thing. He wants to like impress Mary Jane. He wants to like you know do something with his powers for the first time really you know he's like really eager he can benefit himself and he really wants to like get on with it and ben's trying to give him this real heartfelt like meaningful little and he's a teenager teenagers never want to talk about this yeah um so it's it's just kind of like in retrospect you know like oh man like you gotta look especially when i'm older now and i'm like you know i'm I'm hearing his words like oh man just stay stay a few more minutes just listen to what he has to say you know you're never gonna get these you're never gonna get this this is his last conversation with yeah, it is. And it, it ends is. with just heartbreaking stuff because he's just like, oh, I'm not your father. Stop pretending to be my father. That You know, and just like, oh, man, don't say that. He raised you, you know. I know. It, it's just, it's it's rough. It's because, like, I think a lot of kids, teenagers probably had moments where they said things to their parents that they're just, like, really were like a dagger to the heart. And yeah. it's like, you, you never know what's going to happen in life. And, like, you can't really leave. You don't want to leave uh, moments with your loved ones like that, ending on notes like that. Yeah, well said. You don't want. You never know how much time you have left. There was a great thing I saw where it was like, if your if your parents live far away or like your grandparents or whatever, like all right, you see them how many times a year? You see them. Let's say you see them Christmas and Easter. Or you see them two holidays or whatever. You see them twice a year. Okay, how many more years do they have left? All right, you see them. Let's say they're fifty years old now. They lived in yeah, the year eighty. Yeah. They all right. You have thirty years left with them. No, you only have divided that by you see them twice a year times. 30 so you only see him like 30 more times you know it was whatever it was like, yeah. oh, you only have 30 more visits that's it and he's like oh my god in your mind you think it's a long time but it's really spread out to the point yeah, where it's really just like maybe a month's time and let's say let's say lived to their 80 you see him once you see him like yeah. one you see him once a year you see him 30 more times and that's it and it's like oh my gosh like don't, yeah. you don't want to waste you really any don't. moments you know that's how i feel anyway yeah you know? I, I think you're right which just sucks because uncle ben dies <laughs> yes yes yeah um anyway uh at the uh amateur wrestling match we get yeah. macho man randy savage Playing yeah. bone saws, ready? Oh. Bones are ready. How how did this happen? And they have Bruce Campbell, Bruce Campbell as the announcer, and a little a little shout out to Octavia Spencer being the uh, woman signing. There's him so up. many great little bit part like 
yeah. people who are really great actors and actresses. She has that line. You are aware that you are. We are not liable for any <laughs> whatever she says. Like just <laughs> leading, reading off because she's like, this kid's gonna get his ass. The W N A L or whatever. W N A L. He's like, oh, sign me up. I'm ready to play. He's like, all right. May God be with you. Like, that's a great line. Um, but how do you feel about bone saws? It's, it's oh, he's like the he's like the perfect like WWE feeling wrestler. He's yeah, like, but it's funny because I feel like he's this guy who probably had like a career setback or something because he's like fighting in this <laughs> like amateur wrestling game match or whatever. You're probably right. He's probably like a, like a washed up. <laughs> but like, like he has a huge following because obviously the people are there the, to see the him. The funny thing is, is when Spider Man beats him. The entire audience they flip flips. That's true. Instantly, they're like Spider Man. That's true. Spider Man and Bonesaw's old news. <laughs> but Bonesaw, he's fighting how many matches a night? Like he's just fighting him. Like oh, right, it's, next, it's just next, like next. yeah, it's like express matches. And he's fighting all these amateur just and all these people, people in the, the audience have like like made up like things like they made like bone saws, saws at home. They have saws and they're chopping saws, their arms chopping off like bones. <laughs> Like, it is a fan base, but then they like flip on him. I after. absolutely love this scene. It's one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing. Is the bone saw wrestling? It's match. pretty fun. Yeah. The ma- the little I remember seeing a thing on Twitter a while back about like <laughs> bone saw versus Spider Man, and when he and the cage closes and Spider Man's up on like he jumps up and he's yeah, yeah. like, "Who made uh, nice suit? Who made you? Your husband?" It's like, oh, that's uh, <laughs> that one's not aged well. well it's at funny all. when they do, when they have like his response, like, actually, yes, he did make this for me. It was a, it was a gift. I know that's, that's, that's what made it funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he's actually got this husband at home. It's like super meaty. But uh, obviously, it's, the it's, year two thousand two is a way different time. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, is, it is. It is. It so, is. Um, no, it is a really entertaining. Uh, scene of Bonesaw really gets he usually kicks his ass for a while. Yeah, he's really getting at him. He's a he's a fighter. He's Peter's a fighter. not a fighter. Yeah. Once once Peter's on the ground, yeah, Bonesaw's like kicking yeah. him and throwing him, and then once he gets up, once Peter's up, then it's like a whole different. It's hilarious. I love how all the uh, everyone everyone in the crowd is. There's nobody else in that crowd for anyone else. It's all for Bonesaw, right? That's yeah, and, he's the main attraction, and they all are chanting like when Peter like gets picked, you know, and they're like kill him kill <laughs> like, like, and bonesaw's tearing all the people limb from limb you know all the like all the women uh well, i don't know what they're called. oh his they're groupies wrestling. groupies are yeah. just like taunting him as he yeah. walks out i'm gonna rip off all eight of your limbs and like <laughs> just like stupid stuff like that uh but peter gets introduced he's like oh the the deadly the amazing spider-man you know, I'm, I'm the human spider no they got my name wrong you gotta start over <laughs> i'm the human spider oh kid that sucks <laughs> it's just so great the, yeah, the the director, or I mean the the announcer, Bruce Campbell is awesome too. Yeah, right? he's such a he's the such sum a, of three thousand dollars. He's such an expressive <laughs> actor. Uh, he's great. Yeah, uh, he's great in this role. They lock Peter into the ring with the cage comes down. He's like, I didn't sign up for a cage match. This is ridiculous, you know. Uh, Bonesaw gets the upper hand, and he's like, hey, I got you for three minutes of playtime. <laughs> like all his lines are so good. Uh, you know, Peter eventually is able to dodge Weave out of the way. And eventually, you know, gets on the ground, kicking him, kicks him away. Yeah. Wins the match. Everyone goes crazy for Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Yeah, they're all Spider-Man fans now. Peter's living high, but uh, wrestler, promoter, the producer, whoever, the guy running the whole thing. Total criminal. Total. (laughs) So scummy and shady. Just pays him a hundred bucks instead of the the promised 3,000. Basically because, oh, you, uh, the ad says three minutes for three grand. Well, you paid him in two. So I only give you a hundred. (laughs) <laughs> but it's, like that math doesn't even add up. It's probably in their like 
Yeah, if you so, don't hit the time, then it's like a hundred or something. There's probably like in their contract that they signed or whatever, like, oh, you're signing up for your own free will. Like, even if he, even if they get a new champion, they're not gonna. Like, yeah, fuck, they're gonna yeah. fucking screw you over. And I guess it's some underground wrestling. Oh, thing. So totally. There's nobody here you're gonna go to. This is know? like the kind of place that the cops would like bust and then like everyone's <laughs> running. And it's like illegal <laughs> underground wrestling or something. It definitely 100 percent is totally, what it feels it like. It is. It is. And uh, Peter's like, I need the money. What the hell? And he's like, I missed the part where that's my problem. You know. He's that's the second line that's like the most regrettable. First is back to formula. Second yeah. is I missed the part where that's my problem. Um, and I, it's it's like um, you see a little bit of him being a little selfish there. You know, like he's just like he got burned by this like douche guy, but with the money. But then he like lets a criminal go, and he's like, you know, it's like it's it's revenge. You it's, know, it's not like even getting back. That, that's the thing though. Letting the criminal go because the thief shows up, steals all the money from the place, and Peter doesn't do anything to stop it. He did, lets the guy get out of the way, and he gets an elevator. Yeah, but right? but he did nothing wrong in that scenario. He did well. I mean, but he could have done more. He could thing. have done more, and he not only could and he, he gets punished for it, which is like that's so that's he already got punished for not getting the money. Yeah, but it's also like he's got all these. He's got abilities. Like he could have easily have. You could have taken that guy, that guy out. <laughs> you could have easily taken care of him. Now he's going to get away with my money. That's you know? the part where that's my problem. But it's probably it's probably a moment that I think, if looking back, is what makes him more heroic is to like not let anyone. Well, get... he feels guilty. He feels guilty. Yeah, right? because he let this criminal get away. Someone else got hurt because of it, right? Right. But the thing is, like PSA, everybody, if you see a guy with a gun running down the way, don't try to stop him. Unless you're a superhero with Spider-Man abilities. <laughs> but he doesn't know. Like, like, if you see someone running with a gun, like, uh, like no life, your life is not worth saving however much money. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. don't try to stop someone with a gun. It's interesting, though, is that there's a cop down there, too. Like, once he gets in the <laughs> elevator, is that a cop shows up? He's like, why did you let him get away or whatever? <laughs> like, where did you come from? But also, like, like you who, do you, down who here? do you detect? I'm a citizen. That's yeah. your job. Like, yeah. don't yell at me. What's the matter? You let him go. <laughs> Yeah, if you got a you got a point. So I I mean I it feels like no matter what this guy does, even if it's not even the wrong thing, like I don't think this is the wrong thing to do to let the guy go. He had a gun, you know. Yeah. You don't you don't know if you're bulletproof. It's like if you're at a bank and it gets robbed, you're not. Yeah, it's not your responsibility to stop the robbery. Yeah, I mean it's like we're talking with uh, in this case about a, a guy with supernatural ability. He probably could have taken care of the guy, but if you're just a citizen, yeah, you're not gonna. It's not your responsibility to like resolve that crime which you know? sucks because like he did he didn't do really do anything wrong and he gets punished for it and he's like i'm yeah, guilty yeah. you know i let yeah. this guy go i was like oh man that sucks that's terrible but what are you gonna do the morals are like hey you you even even no matter how much you get shit on you still but do the right thing it's also a moment where he he knows he's i think he's aware because he sees where he's coming from he sees the bag he probably has an understanding that he that this could be like. Well, he's like, oh, stop that guy! He's got my money. Yeah, he's he got just my lets money. The guy go, yeah. So he's choosing. I mean, he is choosing to like to screw it over. Like, yeah, to screw you, it. You, over. you didn't pay me. So there's different. There's two sides to it. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. And the criminal's like, oh, thanks, you know, for letting go. But Peter, you know, is like kind of feeling like, haha, you know, like jokes on you. You didn't pay me. Now you got robbed. And this cop know? is such a stereotypical looking New York cop with the like little stash. <laughs> <laughs> Italian. The guy. New York attitude is so comes through so well in this it movie. Like from all the all the side characters, all the 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 extras, yeah. they're so New York, and it feels so funny. Like if you look at the background of all the extras, if, if you watch this movie and just look at the extras for a while, you'll see some funny stuff. There's like, times where I can't tell if it's New York or if it's what movies depict of what New York is. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like yeah. 
I'm I'm not from New York, so like That's I true. think a lot of it probably is like we're closer to stereotypical. The, we're closer to the city and not New York City. Yeah, we're because <laughs> it's funny because like they you know Peter says when he's talking about like he wants to go to college in the city. Mm. You know, he's talking about like Manhattan. Yeah, from Queens, like from here, if you say the city and the Bay Area, you're saying like San no, Francisco. San Francisco, yeah. yeah. So, um, we get the next meme scene where he, Peter goes outside, finds his uncle has been shot. On the ground, the thief stole Uncle Ben's car and shot him. And you get the sad, it's just, sad it Peter you, crying it, face. It makes me even more sad just thinking like, oh, your old uncle was there at night, late, there Picking to pick you up. you up. And, you know, and he's laying on the concrete, bleeding out, and the last thing he sees is Peter. And he yeah. says his name, and then he dies. And it's dies. like, fuck. That's just so brutal. And people make fun of Tobey Maguire's like, crying face there, but like, I try we, to look attractive crying. Everyone, do, do, it looks so ugly you're crying. Seeing, you're, you're seeing the raw emotion. You know, it's like there's no filter. He's yeah. Like, I think that's the part is like everyone looks ridiculous when they're crying like that. Yeah. You're, you're you just, lost your dad. Yeah. You know, you're no longer everything. There's You don't care about what you look like. You're just feeling the emotion that you're feeling. And that's I think he nails it. Yeah. I think he, I think it's great. You feel sad. You feel sorry. I, for I him. feel like he's really seeing his uncle die there. Yeah. Like that's all. And it's mixed and with, he, like, sadness and anger. Yeah, and, it starts yeah. to become a very angry, like, vengeful, uh, vengeful We face. see him uh, suit up into his uh, wrestling Spider-Man costume. Just walks away from his dead uncle's body. <laughs> well, he's like, I, got, I know. I I know. He's, he knows what he's, he's on a mission now. And, like, the cops are handling it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it has a cool, like, him running through, like, the ladder and, like, uh, the cool transition from him to... I mean, it's 2002, so the CGI is terrible. It looks like a PS2 cutscene. I like the real. music, too. It's always like... Dum, 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 yeah, yeah. Dum, dum, dum. The, the hype is like oh my yes it like, makes you feel energized like he's really like like they don't make him like this anymore like yes he's suiting up he's going bah! you know <laughs> i don't know it gets you going I, I i really dig it and he yeah first time learning how to web swing yeah kind of and he's like it feels like a little video game moment like when you jump on the pole and you flip yeah <laughs> like well especially from the cgi it looks like a video game it looks like a ps2 cutscene. yeah i would say it still like looks like it passes obviously but it's, it is definitely a 2000 to yeah. CGI. And it's funny because this is the first mission of the video game mm, of the Spider-Man 2. You're in right. this suit and you're like swinging around the city and you're like, I gotta find the skulls hideout. The tutorial. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, and back in the day we didn't have memory cards. Like yeah. some people who I knew who had, had the game didn't have memory cards so you just had to play the first level over and over and over again because <laughs> That's you, can't, all you, you, could. Know, you couldn't save it, you know? Yeah. I would say this is one of the most iconic moments though of like first seeing web swinging. Like the feeling, they, this feels like I'm flying through New York City buildings in the middle of the air and like Yeah. It's a really like it's well done. It's really well done, but it's like it's really nailing like oh my god, this is I think it looks this is what it feels like. It looks better when it's during the day when he has his actual Spider Man Spider Man suit. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's building up to that, like, oh here we go. Here we're getting some yeah. Spider Man like action. There's a shot where like it's the police siren and like the middle bottom and then it's like him just swinging a bunch in between. Yeah, and I really of, like that. And you, moment. you can tell as the movie goes on he's not as skilled in the swinging yeah and then like as the movie as it gets to the very end of the movie he's like oh yeah dodging and doing all the cool stuff like more well i love the cinematography the actual like film of it like i thought that was like just the shots and stuff really like yeah iconic yeah the shots look good um this guy's shooting when he lands on the uh thief's uh vehicle he's like shooting through the roof like the convert is it a convertible i don't Um, think uncle ben's car is oh no no oh sorry right his he has like a old car yeah it's not a convertible but it looks like it's just tearing right through. It, so it's just bullets. <laughs> He's just firing wildly. Uh, eventually, Peter chases down the carjacker, Uncle Ben's car, chases it to an abandoned warehouse, and Peter discovers that a carjacker is, in fact, the thief that he let get away. Yep. 
Uh, he could have used the power to stop the guy. He just if he did, Uncle Ben would have been murdered and all this other stuff. So it's like you had this power, you didn't use it responsibly, kind of thing. Um, so Peter has all this guilt and anger, and inadvertently the guy falls through a window to his death. So Peter accidentally kills this guy too. So not only is his dad dead, he's has this guy's life on his hands too. It was yeah. an accident. It was an accident, but it wasn't, you know. It was an accident. But I thought, um, if I remember correctly, isn't he like, he he falls back? He does. He does. But Peter, uh, like, knocks the gun out of the way, and the guy, like, backs up, you know, and then falls out the window or whatever. So, like, inadvertently, yeah. he caused the but death. But he kind of, he, but, uh, yeah. But it's also one of those, like, yeah, it wasn't his fault. He, he no. The guy just hit the wrong thing at the wrong time and fell all at the wrong time but like he i mean peter doesn't want to kill anybody no you no, know so like if he if he stopped him previously he wouldn't have died and you know his uncle would have been alive it's just all this guilt that this guy has on him yeah so you know it, it all sucks peter heads home and we just get no dialogue of him and aunt may they hug and we hear yeah, aunt may just bawling and just like, oh, that sucks this all sucks everything sucks uh what's norman been up to well uh <laughs> norman's been hearing voices and laughter in his head and uh, he's also been murdering people. And it switches to the um, <laughs> the other competitor, yeah, the, making like the exoskeleton. The Quest Aerospace rival company is making like the combat flight suit exoskeleton. Like Titanfall armor. <laughs> it looks like the fake Iron Man yes. like in Iron Man 2 yes, costume or whatever. Yeah. He's like, all right, put your leg up. Ah! <laughs> I like to point out that pilot survived. Uh, <laughs> Doc, Doc, Justin Hammer or whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, Justin Hammer, man. But uh, – pulls up to aerospace and we just see we don't see the full goblin costume or glider no, or anything. we just, just hear the tease. laughter and we see him like bomb the place to blow up everybody i love the transition between the explosion and then it goes to the graduation caps flying yeah. in the hey. air <laughs> that's so great uh but yeah these guys don't like norman he's like all right the, we hear the general say like nothing would please me more than put norman osborne out of yeah. business like no one likes norman osborne we can tell um and they're yeah, doing he's trying to like really this is him trying to be kind of fatherly almost like be like i want you to enjoy this day even though it's oh like, yeah, yeah yeah the next scene he's trying to like instill some uh some advice into him and in like a time of mourning yeah type of thing we see we see peter and everybody graduating it's graduation, graduation day yeah. uh peter takes a picture of the chess club we find out that harry and him are going to be roommates uh in the in yeah. the fall whatever for college or whatever and we see you know, Norman trying to be like, oh, I know it's difficult for you, but you know, I'm here for you. You know, whatever you need, you know, you're like a son. You're like a son to me now because you're a brother to Harry kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we also see Harry or we, Harry sees Mary Jane and Flash break up. I guess Flash proposed to Mary Jane because she's like, oh, take yeah. your ring back. Yeah, he has a ring. And he, she, he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> he's like, you know what? Whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> <It's> such a <laughs> weird delivery. You know what? Whatever. But you know what? He's a jerk who probably just be like, yeah, well, whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, back in the house, uh, Peter and Aunt May have like a heart to heart where he's like, I missed Uncle Ben a lot today. You know, I wish he was here. Uh, May assures him that, you know, Uncle Ben, you know, he loved you. You're meant for great things. And, with, and then we get the with great power comes great responsibility. You know, yeah. come back again and again and again. Uh, and this inspires Peter to take up the mantle of the friendly neighborhood Spider Man. And we get the first like kind of montage, kind of like interstitial scene of like New Yorkers. Uh, interacting with crime and criminals and bad guys and Spider-Man kind of swooping in to save them. And, and it's all the like interviews with people on the streets of yeah, New kind York. Of the interview. Yeah. yeah. We get some great, I like the interview. Like some of the people are so funny. Like, Oh, a guy with eight hands sounds hot. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> some people are like, Oh, he's, he, he's like, he's got tights on or whatever. And we get Jim Norton is Jim Norton is one of the guys in there. I, like the I, I remember. Like, he stinks. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I lo- uh, it's so funny. I love it. Um, but one citizen who's not impressed with Spider-Man's antics is J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, it cuts right to him after. Editor in the Daily Bugle. Played to perfection by J.K. Simmons. Yeah, just the perfection of a character. Literally, the, com- the comic on the page. Is, there's yeah. no difference at all. I'm so yeah. glad he's back kind of the MCU <laughs> or whatever. They've got to have a scene in the new Spider-Man movies with him as this version, right? There's, oh, they, they certainly might. I think that's a good possibility. Um, yeah, Jonah's perfect. I don't. I have nothing else to say. I'm like this guy, J.K. Simmons did it perfect. Like it's. I have no. I have nothing I can say about it. It's perfection. He did so well. Yeah, you know? he, got, he got to talk like this. He, he's, always, <laughs> he's all mad and everything, but he's, it's so. It's great. a little Bernie Sanders over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> can't do it. Spider Man, eh? That's what um, sounds like. Yeah, he he's not a fan of Spider Man because he wears a mask. He's like, oh, he's he's a part of the problem. He's What's he got to hide? Yeah, he's causing <laughs> he's causing all the things he's saving. You know, he, he's not falling for it. Um, but Spider Man's selling all the papers, so he's like, all right, front page Spider Man, and, and page. he turns so quickly. He's like. He's like, but it sold this many copies. Like, all right, front page. Yeah, he's like, but he's, instantly, he's he still like, wants profit. to have control over because he thinks Spider Man's a menace, and you know, he puts an ad in saying we need a photographer to take pictures. Yeah. Um, but since pictures are so hard to get, we need someone who can actually get them. Uh, yeah. which would be good for Peter. Hint, hint. Later on down the line. Yeah. Which is kind of cool. They have a scene of just Jonah and just the Daily Bugle people without Peter being there. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I think some of the best humor. This is probably the best humor in the movie. Honestly, is just this dialogue in between the staff. This and the rest. Why on the phone? Whatever one's the cheapest. <laughs> <laughs> Move him to page seven. That can't be done. We'll make it page eight. And it's, just like, it's impossible. Get out. <laughs> it's so excellent, man. It just nails it completely. And then later on, where he's like, I'll send you a nice box of Christmas meat. <laughs> it's the best I can do. <laughs> it's the best I can do. Get out of here. Uh, yeah, but uh, Peter runs into MJ downtown, and she's working at this waitress at this moon dance diner, and she's embarrassed by it. But I mean, girl, you're straight out of high school. Like, it's you yeah, got a job. That's fine. cool. Job's um, a job. And she's like, oh, I wish I was acting. Like, you're in New York City. Like, you, you may want to work first a little bit. Like, you're not going to get your first audition. You it's know? kind of like the norm. At, I mean, I think most actors at some point have just done, like, these kind of jobs just to get by. Oh, absolutely. To, like, auditions and events. It's just kind of the... I mean, I think a lot of people who want to be actors probably think like, "Oh, I'm just gonna jump and be a star." It's yeah, actually more it like this. It's yeah. just more like you gotta get. Majority by. of you don't make it. Yeah. The majority of don't make it, and the ones who do probably all had the same type of life, you know, doing this. Um, Peter's like, "Hey, at least you got a job. You know, it's gonna be fine." Uh, and then uh, MJ's like, "Oh yeah, why don't you go out with dinner with me and Harry? We're going out, doesn't he tell you?" He's like, "Oh yeah, but no, he didn't tell him. Yeah, he didn't Harry didn't tell Peter." Uh, so he's blindsided, but Dirty he's like, hairy, man. Hey, you know, why don't we, uh, why don't we get, catch some lunch some evening? You know, he says something like that, you know, he starts to really just like lose his, like, he just starts to say a bunch of random stuff. At yeah. The end there. <laughs> I'll come have some coffee some, some morning or some <laughs> night, you know, yeah. um, eventually, you know, he heads back and he sees like, he talks with Harry about it and, or he doesn't really talk with Harry about it, but Norman's there doing an inspection of the apartment mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, Harry hasn't mentioned he has a girlfriend. You yeah. Know? So Harry and Norman are kind of, or Peter and Norman, I should say, are on the same page. And Harry's like, "Oh, uh, hey, uh, Dad, why don't you offer Peter a job?" You know? Yeah. He's like, "No, oh, yep." Which, if I was Peter, I would be take, I would take that so quickly. Nepot- I would take that nepotism so fast. I could work at Oscorp, like a giant company, right yeah, out, I mean, right out of high school. That's, I mean, that's also the thing is like he wants to um, make his own work. Yeah. Make his own work, but it's also like if I was, if which that was my line of work of wanting to eventually do like science and like Oscorp was like. I got me, this. Yeah. I got this opening. Like I would probably jump on that, man. But that's also the difference between how Norman respects Peter a lot. Yeah. Because he's like, oh, I'll make my own. Where he's like, oh, get off your own steam. I like that. Like P- 
Peter is everything he wants in a son, and Harry, and Harry is, not, is that. not. He's a disappointment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. is. Yeah, it is palpable. And it just rubs it right. You can see it. It's not even like blatantly, but it's just it's there enough to where you can read into it. You yeah, know? And yeah. It, it doesn't beat you over the head with it. You know. Yeah, it is um, right there. Eventually, we get the scene of uh, Spider-Man beating up a bunch of uh, criminals, uh, like arm robbery. You know, the armor truck robbery, whatever. And he sets up the camera on the side of the thing that takes a bunch of his pictures. You know, and clearly, all the pictures he brings to the bugle. You could only get if you were Spider-Man. <laughs> he's literally up a skyscraper. And it's like a perfectly shot. And he's like, that's hundred bucks or whatever he said. Yeah. Which makes me think like, do they, does he know he's Spider-Man? It's, it's never, it's never said, but like, you would have to think like, okay, how did you get this shot? I don't know. It could be also be like, he's the photographer who gets the pictures of Spider-Man, but maybe sometimes he has Spider-Man even take a picture of himself or like, I don't know, but like, there's no way you could possibly take a picture like that. Yeah. And not be (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. It's almost like he doesn't register. He's just like, it doesn't come up, but like, and fan theory me would be like, oh, he knows he is, but he's just yeah, faking his balls yeah, or something. Was, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It is a little weird. Um, you see Elizabeth Banks in a small Yeah, role. Elizabeth. Like, so many great actresses yeah, and just, actors in this. Just sh- dropped in there. Um, yeah, he gets a free, he's a, gets a job as a freelance photographer, $300 for each set of photo you bring in and whatever yeah. for, for it, you know. Uh, and he has a great awkward moment where he's just kind of like, hi, I'm Peter Parker. I'm a photographer. Yeah. She's like, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's pretty obvious, man. <laughs> and uh, it kind of sucks because like he's doing all this good stuff and he wants to make some money off of it. And even then, he can't get any money off of it because the editor that he sells the paper, that his pictures to, treats him as a bad guy. Yeah. So no matter, yeah. no matter how much good he does and tries to just to get something from it, he can't get anything from it. You got to do all yeah. this goodness out of the kindness of your heart. And that's it. Pretty much. It sucks. Uh, back at Oscorp, Norman's in a very good move. Everything's going well for Norman. Oscorp's number one in the contracts to the military. Costs are down. Revenue is up. Everything is coming up. Millhouse. <laughs> like, well, shit, that sounds great. <laughs> uh, the board is like, yeah, yeah, it sounds too good to be true. In fact, uh, we're going to be selling the company now. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, aerospace, uh, aerospace, the company that he blew up before is like, oh, reinvesting now after the bombing. So now they're going to buy Oscorp. And he's like, oh, they made an offer we couldn't refuse. And it's like, how could you do this to me? I, do you know how much I sacrificed? You know? <laughs> Um, just really great acting on his part. The, the range of emotions he goes from like, like excited, pleading to like just raging, like yeah. in moments. Excited, then, confused, like, yeah, and then like shock, kind of. And Which then it, it shows how everyone is against Norman. Even the whole board is like, yeah, oh, you're yeah, out, Norman. Like yeah. they say it to his face, you're out, Norman. Yeah, and you can tell they're enjoying it. Yeah, like, they clearly want this. <laughs> He's out badly. Probably the most dated scene. Is the Macy Gray Unity Day Nutty Festival. Nutty Nutmeg <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy. Uh, Unity Festival. Yeah, M- Macy, that was probably the one thing that doesn't hold up. Macy Gray performance. It's a weird. I mean, not, not her singing, but like. Weird it's a weird song that I forgot existed. And I was like, oh, Nutty Nutmeg Fantasy. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is a song that was in the chambers of my memory. But it, it really places this in, oh, yeah, it's 2002. Yeah. It just has that, like. That, yeah, that like early 2000s, like the singular wireless, singular, ad, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how to describe the music. It's like this, yeah, just it feels totally, yeah, it's time, it, it dates it, you know. I love the scene, I love the like look of Goblin coming in on the glider, like in the distance. Oh, yeah, it's very just, like, much uh, in the background, like Wicked Witch of the West, I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I just liked how it's like a slow burn. It's just like him coming in. Yeah. And he like zooms in and all this chaos. This is one of my favorite, uh, like him just 
flying around and fighting with Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin Spider-Man, their first fight. Yeah, yeah. this first fight is pretty pretty iconic. Um, Peter is there. MJ and Harry are there. And Only- Harry notices Peter taking a picture of uh, of him and Mary. Yeah. So that's later on he'll address it. But he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. he realizes Peter knows. Yeah, Peter knows they're dating, whatever. Um, you can tell that MJ's not really into Harry. Yeah, it's it, pretty obvious. It seems like it seems like he's she's, he's just kind of like a rebound after Flash. Yeah, you know, um, and uh, it seems like I don't know if I'm reading too much into it, but it seems like Harry's only only into her as like an accessory to himself, like part of his image to make him look good. Like, oh, I'm the heir apparent to this company. She's a hot, hot girl. And a lot of later on is trying to like in, introduce and impress to his dad. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, I think you're right on he's that. He's like, oh, I, I wish you wore black. My dad loves black, and, and you know, I wish you, I wish you did this. You know, he, he's crazy about her, but doesn't really care about who she is. He just kind of wants her. It's as like the like appearance. A, it's yeah. the appearance and how it makes him look. It, yeah, he doesn't. And especially, he's like, oh, I want to buy you something. It'll make you feel better. Like he doesn't care. Like, oh, I'll just buy you whatever, and we'll, we'll do whatever. You like, know, Harry, he, you don't know her love language clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever asked Mary Jane what her love languages are? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man. But yeah, so the fest, the festivities is short lived because of the you know. He blow, Norman comes up as the Green Goblin, blows up the uh, the board, basically. He throws a bomb, blowing up the the balcony. He throws a bomb that disintegrates the board. Yeah. It, it, just, like, it, turns them, it just turns them into skeletons, and they disintegrate. And they're, like, and they're just a bunch of skeletons that fall. <laughs> so yeah. weird. Out, am I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so we get the, the Superman heroic shot of him taking off the uh, his suit, the Peter suit. Yeah, his like actual like button up suit, and then turning on the Spider Man costume. And the way he like he's looking up at all everything, but he has like this like hardened look. He's like, I'm oh, just, I need it's to time save. to act. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harry gets knocked unconscious by the rubble. Mary Jane's barely holding on to like the balcony. Goblin comes up right behind her. Hello, my dear. You know, so uh, creepy. Spider Man comes up and him, they fight it out. You know, jumping on the balloons, the glider flies through some balloons. Uh, Spidey saves a kid when the balloon almost falls on him. He's like, "Oh, Billy, get out of the way!" You know, the, the kid just is frozen. <laughs> He's with just fear. Uh, yeah, frozen. But you know, I mean, a kid might be terrified. Like if all this is happening, like I can see it. He's yeah, just, just like sh- he's shook. It's fight or flight. He just yeah, froze. You he, know. Yeah. Uh, you know, Goblin's not having any of the Spider-Man antics. He's like, "I surrender." When the cops are like, "Tell him to like," <laughs> and then he just starts. Just swinging at the yeah. police officers, knocking them left and right. And we see that he's way more of a match than Spider-Man can handle because he's like palming him, just throwing yeah. him around. Yeah, yeah. he's got the. He's, he's a got, man. <laughs> well, yeah, but he, but he's got the. He got the injection with the the, the strength, the strength, and, and everything. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he is stronger. Um, he flies around. Mary Jane, Spider-Man's able to get him like distracted for long enough and like shoot webbing at him and divert him away from citizens long enough to like. Get him out of the way. He ducks under him, pulls out the like, uh, uh, what's it called? Electronics of the glider to yeah. make it go haywire. Where he's like, "Oh, we'll meet again, Spider-Man!" As he goes flying around, like out of the way, like, "All right, you're out of this scene." <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like Saturday morning cartoon. Like, "Oh, I'll see you next time." Yeah, you know? it's, it really is. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Spidey saves MJ off the off the balcony. They go swinging. And it's around. funny because it's not like he just. Puts her on the ground and leaves. No, he, he takes, takes her. her on an entire ride of New York <laughs> in the skies, and she's just like there. She's like, oh, there's a fun. really weird shot of her like hugging. Oh, it's like a close up of her like looking at Spider Man, and it's clearly a mannequin. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like, <laughs> and her hair is like blowing the different way than like how they would be going where yeah. he's like spinning whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. He drops her off. He's like, oh, you know who I am. She's like, I do. I know who you are. He's like, oh, you're friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Like he, he, he almost slipped off. off. Yeah. yeah. Um, Harry has this phone conversation after about how incredible. Or yeah. What do you mean he's incredible? What do you mean he's incredible? <laughs> I'll 
buy something. Yeah. To make you feel better. Yeah. And uh, back at Norman's, uh, Norman's has a glass of whiskey. He's wallowing in self-pity, and hears like laughter. He's got a maker's and, mark, too. Yeah. I realized it was, after all these years, I'm like, wow, that's oh, right. best product placement I've seen from Osborne. maker's mark. <laughs> He's like, want to be associated with this. If you're going mad, that's the whiskey you need. Like, oh, <laughs> uh, we see him like kind of going crazy. He's talking to himself. He's got a split personality. Uh, excellent performance. He's like... Where, where are you coming from? Like, follow the cold shiver. Down and they kind spine. of like they kind of uh, foreshadowed this because when they had scenes before of like him la- like he hears laughter in his house. He hears la- but there's also like when he first wakes up after the getting the you know when he kills the other lab guy, Doctor Strong. He he looks genuinely like shocked. Like he's like he didn't what? know what he did. Yeah, yeah. He does. It's kind of like teasing that he's like got this split personality, and he. The acting he does, like, with the mirror of, like, switching at this, like, bipolar, or not, uh, schizophrenic almost. Like, yeah, it's bipolar. very much uh, uh, Smeagol and Gollum from yes, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's like the back and forth, like, you know, it's really super just creepy, but, like, that's the point. Like, yeah. he nails it. Goblin, which is, like, the uh, it's kind of a bummer, the costume, the goblin costume, like, doesn't really show his face. Yeah. You know, because yeah. his face is so emotive. And it, but these scenes you see, like, oh, man, he looks so And it's villainous. also, like, the mirror is a different uh, reflection of him. So he actually kind of looks like a different person a little. Yeah. You know what I mean? The hair looks a little different. Like he, yeah. One shot is looking at the mirror and the other is just like him. So it's like, he, he looks like a little thick, obviously the same person. Yeah. And like you can looks, see like his face, like smiling and just go like, it's like, yeah, you know, the yeah. evil smile, the, like yeah. the scared. It's so just perfectly done. Uh, the performance enhancers are basically what made his personality split between the egomaniac, the murderous rage, the, the scared, father and he just side. happens to have yeah. all these crazy masks which is just yeah never explained but he's just a collector of some kind it would be cool if they had this in like mcu being like oh he's a collector of wakandan artifacts or something like that. you know what i mean or something cool like i don't know it's kind of one of those things where it's like there's no real reason he is a green goblin it's just like he is you know yeah. what i mean like he just shows up in that suit <laughs> there's no like explanation of like why he chose that or yeah, as a moniker but it's also like it feels like it doesn't need to be explained, which is kind of the beauty of the movie. It's like movies nowadays, like will probably go out of the way to explain every decision. Yeah. And now, and this is kind of, the you can kind of infer he's just like a freak. Yeah. You just pick that for some reason. And you can like <laughs> infer like with the masks that it was something he like, he liked out of craziness. Yeah. That he liked. Um, we, we can get to his plan in a moment because like the performance enhancers made him lose his mind, I guess. And like, He's like, all oh, powers for our taking, and only one who can stop us is Spider-Man. But imagine if he joined us. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. like, his plan is is weird because, like, we'll get to his plan here in a second because <laughs> Peter's at the at the bugle, and uh, he's trying to defend Spider-Man to Jonah when he sells him more pictures or whatever, and Jonah believes, like, oh, Spider-Man attacked the city with Green Goblin. He's like, no, he... That's slander. He's like, oh, that is not slander. Slander spoken. Print is life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great line, yeah. Uh, Peter kind of leaves, and then the goblin crashes through the, the window, whatever, and grabs Jameson. And we get a cool little moment that people don't talk about enough where he's like, oh, who takes pictures of Spider-Man? And Jameson is like, oh, I don't know who he is. He really stands. He defends Peter there. Yeah, he doesn't want him to die. And it's like, huh. You talk about all this crap. You hate Spider-Man. You hate this and that. But he, he still is like, oh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna tell you who my But it also are. could be him being like, I'm getting the best shots from Peter. Like, why would I risk losing the, the guy? His life. Well, yeah, I suppose. But this is a man who cares about money probably more than anything. <laughs> well, I think it, it shows something a little bit deeper to his his Maybe. character personality than like, oh, you say you hate, uh, you know, he, yeah, he hates yeah. Spider-Man. He's a menace or whatever, but he's actually like, 
oh, I don't know who he is. Like, oh, I, I don't know who he is. Like, I don't know who he is. Like, he's being choked out. He's like, he's going to get, get killed. He's like, oh, no, he still doesn't betray yeah, his he's, photographer. He's, he's got some, yeah, some under some unappreciated loyalty, I would say. Yeah, yeah. which is it's a cool little moment that they don't touch on ever again. But it's like, oh, deep, you like him deep down. You know, you care about your employee or something like that. You know it's what almost I mean? like in a moment of crisis, he shows his, like, real loyalty. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah, that's true. Which I think is weird because I think in an earlier scene, like you see like phot- photographs by Peter Parker like, when it does like the, the spinning, like, you know. Oh, does it say that? I oh, think so. I don't know for sure if that's if that's in this That'd one or if it's in another one. a little one. like little touch that it's like, like Norman's so kind of, stupid. He didn't yeah, even look. So stupid. <laughs> um, but yeah, Goblin shows up. Spider-Man shows up. And he's like, hey, put him down, Gobbly or whatever. And then uh, all Goblin does is just. Sleep. I love the I love the line. Hey, the grownups are talking here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, webs. Yeah, his mouth. Just Goblin releases some gas. Spider Man goes gets paralyzed and falls asleep, and Goblin takes him to a rooftop. Gives him this monologue of like why they're kind of pretty much the same. They're better together. They're you're, better together. You're more like me than you realize. Yeah, you know? and um, you know, and and for a moment afterwards, he kind of you kind of feel like he's considering it. Like I feel like the after uh, when it shows him looking at the like being selfish or whatever. Well, he's yeah. I feel like there's a little moment where Peter is kind of like pondering his offer. Mm. Not that he ever actually will, you know, clearly. He's just thinking about it. But he he kind of like yeah. I feel like when he's looking at the paper after and it portrays him as like a you know danger. He's kind of like wondering if like what he's saying like they're always gonna what does he say they're always gonna hate you or they're eventually eventually they'll hate you they'll hate you and he's kind of like. I feel like he's kind of con- rolling that over. In his so head. what's the goblin's plan? Because I'm a little confused as to what the plan is because he says like, Oh, you and me were exceptional. And then like, it's the work of the city, the worthless people beneath us to like hold up the exceptional people under them to worship them or something. And I like, think he's, well, I, I don't know if he has like a like clear goal, but I feel like it's just to take more and more power. So what does he want Spider-Man for? I think he just thinks he can get even more with that much more of power on his side. You know what I mean? Like he could, if he can sway Spider-Man to be his like partner, he can, they could take so much more together, but it's, I don't know if there's any clear, like, but at the same time, like when I just kill, why don't just kill him, you know? Yeah. You have him at his mercy right here. You just, he's paralyzed and can't move. It's almost, I think he just thinks that he, he wants more as much, much as he can get. And he thinks he can maybe even get more if he can get Spider-Man on his side. But it's not clearly like I would think he would want to just kill him and like he's obviously a threat. I always assumed it was like asserting dominance over Spider-Man. That he doesn't like kill him and doesn't like unmask him, or whatever. He just like, oh, think about it, hero. You know, he just like, oh, I yeah. could have killed you. Yeah, like I could squash you right now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do that. I make a lot. But of I just don't know what his goal is. <laughs> like, I don't know if he even has. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. I don't know if there's a clear goal that he has in this scene. It's kind of just like wanting to be more powerful with him at his side type of deal. Okay, I don't know. Um, eventually Peter, you know, gets out of that situation. Like Goblin flies away. He's like, think about it, hero. You know, think about my offer or whatever. Uh, Peter meets up with MJ after she has an audition or whatever. He's like, I took two buses and a cab to get in the neighborhood. But, uh, she unfortunately didn't get the part. And he gives it like a consultant says, like, why don't we go out for cheeseburgers? As long as it's not above $7 and 84 cents or whatever. (laughs) Uh, but she's going to dinner with Harry. So they don't get to come up for whatever, but, uh, they don't get to go out to dinner, but she's, thankful that he was there to support her yeah. for the acting thing. It was also a little like kind of like not teasing but like questioning of what his real intentions were cuz she was kind of like is that a, I don't know what they said remember exactly but it was like talking about their relationship with Harry and it was like 
is that all you want to know or something? Or what did she say? Oh, he's like, oh, it's none of my business. It's none of my business. He's like, oh, it's not? Like, Yeah, she's kind of like, I, that's like the first time where I feel like she's kind of like opening up to him a little more about like. What's going interest on? Interest in, yeah. In yeah. This, yeah. Um, she leaves and then some sketchy dudes who I guess are rapists? <laughs> like yeah, follow her. Probably, yes. Robbers and rapists. Is rapists yeah, because like, and then a couple other guys join them and I guess they're just going to rape her like they're like oh come here like they're like making like dog noises at her i'm like, pretty sure much that's the insinuation man they try to make it more like they're just like uh, not that i think they're just yeah they're trying to do it in a way that isn't making it seem like too r-rated but it's like that's yeah but pretty like, much what they're doing <laughs> that is what they're doing which is kind of crazy yeah. like these are gonna that's what well, i'm telling you like he raymond does a good job of making new york feel like the like the neighborhoodness of it and like the people can be really good like honest loyal people but then they got, there's a lot of this crime too it's like that shit that's like reality but we get a uh, spider-man coming down to save her thankfully and like beats up all these people uh in the rain torrential downpour rain but you like, know what she does a number on them for a moment i mean she's starting to like i mean she's against four guys i mean she's she's clearly would get outmatched but she like for she fights brief back. time she fought him off a little you know? yeah yeah and then for him to come and just, yeah. Yeah, he, he wipes him out. Yeah, and then she's like, oh, I want to thank you for saving him. And, and he, he pops kinda... into the alley for a little bit and <laughs> swings back down. And we get the, class, the, the classic upside-down kiss scene classic, right here. Classic, yeah. And I, as far as I know, it's the first the first upside-down like kiss. Like This is such an iconic Spider-Man. such a great idea. Yeah, it is. It is an upside-down Mary Jane kiss. And I, I think the only thing I can remember before this is like maybe him and Black Cat kissed upside-down. That's mm. the only thing I can possibly think of that might have come before this. But yeah. I don't think I think this might be the first uh, the first one. It is, a very, and it's hot. It is hot, <laughs> even though it's really cold. Clearly, because it's raining. <laughs> but it's like steamy, and it it's like steamy. one of the best kisses in film history. I think maybe it's like an iconic, iconic yes, kiss. It really is, yeah. Uh, yeah. So Peter's flying high. He's doing great. Uh, the next scene is, I'm guessing, Thanksgiving Day. It must, yeah, it has to be because the, the timeline of this yeah. scene and the, the following scene, it has to be the same day. Um, there's a Spider-Man swings into a burning building, uh, doing the hero thing despite the goblin's warnings. Yeah. There's a woman screaming to save my baby, which is kind of crazy that you would leave the burning building with your baby inside, and then. But I mean, yeah. True. What was she doing? Why would you leave your baby? <laughs> it is kind of crazy. She's it's clearly also unfit one of those mother. Things where like maybe a firefighter like helps someone out of a building, but they're so like deranged or they're so like. They don't realize that they're like leaving. you forgot your baby. It, no, I I mean you're, <laughs> it it doesn't make a whole ton of sense, but it is yeah. And then this cop who's trying to like arrest him, but then yeah, like, yeah. Ah, I need your help. I'll be here. <laughs> Spider Man saves the baby, comes back down, and it's like all right. And then the cop's like, oh, I'll be here when you get back. <laughs> Definitely save more people. And he's and like, like, I'm not, I won't. I'm not coming back. <laughs> Uh, we get a jump scare with the goblin being the only person there, insinuating that he's probably the one who's start, oh, starting the fire. To, yeah, yeah. He's uh, drawn him back in, wants to know the answer about like, his proposal. Are you in or are you out? He's like, it's you who's out. Out of your mind. <laughs> I love this. I love the scene, the slow motion jump. Oh, with like the, the, the with bat. The, flying. the goblin bat. I always thought that was one of the coolest things. Yeah, uh, the growing up. goblin razor bat pumpkin yeah, boomerang yeah. things. Yeah, those are always cool. Uh, we get the Spider-Man fight in the burning building, and it's pretty cool. We get the dodges, and then we see the cut on his arm, which is going to come back later, yeah. you know. Uh, it gets cut short after, like, a fire separates them and then norman's like no one says no to me or whatever and cuts to him like mad like you know he's going crazy he's sweaty yeah, and he's stuff totally in the elevator nuts. uh norman arrives to uh harry and peter's apartment because they're th- throwing thanksgiving 
dinner or yeah. lunch or whatever it is at their apartment. And, dude, Norman is so creepy. Like he's already <laughs> he's already gone off the the deep end, but like the way he's looking and talking to Mary Jane is just like, oh yeah yeah. So, it just comes off so and the way it looks at uh, her, he, he like looks her up and down. Yeah, just like it's the smile. very unsettling. Yeah. Uh, uh, Aunt May's there. Harry's there. Norman and MJ are there, and Peter shows up late. Yeah. And uh, oh, oh, I love Norman's line. He's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. Work was murder. It's like, come <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, uh, Peter's able to sneak in after they like, they do, there's like a kerfuffle upstairs. They think they hear him and like blood drops, but Norman's yeah. able to hear the blood drop from the ceiling that Peter had What's on his arm. What's the uh, line when he's uh, in the room with the Aunt May and he's like something like, oh, something about a slob. And he's like, all great men are. And he's like, oh, he's kind of a slob. He's kind, kind of a messy slob, isn't he? He's like, oh, all smart men, all geniuses are. Or all something geniuses like that. Yeah, are, something like that. Right, yeah. Um, he comes, Harry, uh, Peter comes in later. He's like, oh, I had to beat an old lady with a stick to get this cranberry sauce, you know? <laughs> uh, they have Norman uh, say the, like, you know, do the honors of cutting the turkey, but eventually the blood comes in through Peter's clothes. It's like, also, oh, you got cut. Really creepy the way he, like, when the Aunt May slaps his hand and he's trying to get some food. And then he, like, <laughs> stares at her like he wants to, kill, like, oh, like, yeah, attack, yeah, yeah. Like, hurt her. And then he, like, licks his fingers and he, like, starts sharpening the knives. And she's like, it reminds me of a Christmas story when the old man's eating the turkey, or whatever, and like he's like, "Oh, you can't eat that, or whatever," and he's yeah. just like, like <laughs> "Just ravenous for the turkey." Yeah, you know? ravenous. Christmas story. That's a great word. I love, I love that movie. Um, but Norman starts. Norman to- sees the cut on his hand and realizes, "Oh my God, Peter Spider Man." That's the exact same cut yeah. that just gave Spider Man. This is him. Suspicious and everything. Uh, he leaves in a huff. He's like, "Oh, something came up. I gotta go." Um, he insults Mary Jane out in the out in the hallway where Harry's like, Hey, this girl's important to me, dad. What are you doing? Like we had this whole thing for you to meet Mary Jane and you're leaving. He's like, Oh, do what you got to do with her. Then broom her fast. Like you just, it's just totally, totally yeah, disrespectful. Just a complete di- terrible yeah. guy. Thanksgiving's ruined. You know, Harry still defends his father. Like, Oh, he's still my, he's a creep, but uh, you know, he's still, he can't get over the fact that he's trying to appease his dad, you know? Yeah. Um, it's all a mess. Norman heads back to the house and is talking to himself and to the goblin mask and, it's this eerie, cool, planning their next move. He's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. And then he cuts back to the mask, not moving, but you hear his yeah, voice. Yeah, he's like you know? crawling towards the chair. It's yeah, just a, like, a pathetic, like, begging, like, what to do next. It is very much like a Smeagol, like you said. Yeah, he's yeah. just having that inner monologue. And we get the the Shakespearean dialogue, like, instruct him in matters of loss and pain. Make him suffer, <laughs> you know? Uh, the cunning warrior attacks neither body nor mind. The heart, Osborne, we attack his heart, you know? So, like... Shakespearean dialogue, villainous, like, I don't know. I think it's so cool. Like his, the way he it like, is super dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Very d- dramatic. That's the word I would use. Yeah. But when he, when he attacks, uh, Mary, Aunt Mason, <laughs> and he, she's just like singing the Lord's prayer. And then she's like, finish it. It's so like, over the top. Screaming in terror. Deliver us. <laughs> and, uh, and his, his attack on, on Aunt May is just to traumatize her. Oh yeah, it, it just goes it's, destroys half her house it's and just purely like, just to yeah to get at him demonic and like his eyes are all on fire like finish it. <laughs> uh, Peter heads to the hospital. Those green eyes, she says. <laughs> yeah, the yellow eyes. Yellow eyes. Oh yeah, sorry. But the goblin just delights in this evil. Like he just delights in being yeah. this yeah. terrible person. Yes, exactly. But uh, yeah, so the goblin's plan is to attack Harry's heart, hit everything that's close to him. You know, just, mm-hmm. just now Harry. No, but now Peter knows who that the goblin knows who he is. He yeah. doesn't leave Mary Jane or Aunt May's side, I should say, in the hospital. He just stays right yeah. next to her. <laughs> um, uh, Mary Jane shows up to the hospital while Peter's there, and uh, 
kind of get a talking to about how she has a crush on Spider-Man and he saved her and stuff. And then Peter's like, Oh yeah, Spider-Man, you know, he's asked about you. I, I told him he, how special you were and stuff. He gives a, what felt like the longest. It's such like, a long, love, yeah, it's uh, a soliloquy. Yeah. It's a soliloquy. It's him <laughs> just like pouring out his heart in this like super <laughs> slow burn he's way. Like, Sometimes you feel strong and also weak. And just, <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like teenage boy, uh, like first crush, like, yeah romance poem yeah novels, he worked you know? on this one a long time <laughs> that's why the delivery is so slow you want to make sure you get yeah right. but basically it's like she's the best girl ever and she's the motivation and then she's like, to be the best man you like, can be for you her. said all that and so much work yeah. so many words <laughs> um mary jane kind of loves this no one talks to her this way reaches out holds his hand and stuff and that's right when harry comes in damn we got caught you know uh, Harry rushes off to go tell his dad what happened. He's like, well, Norman, you're right about MJ. You're right about everything. You know, she loves Peter. He's like, and, oh. and, and Norman is just like, he comes, comes to the, the, his dad's house and he's just like, that's laughter. is just like throughout the entire house. Yeah. Like, dad. It's very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. And yeah. then his dad just comes out and he just acts like he didn't even hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, your dad was just like laughing like a madman. Yeah. You <laughs> heard noises. Yeah. That didn't happen. Uh, but I do like this moment because Goblin is like, he picks up on this, like, how does Peter feel about her? Does he love her? Like, he, like, he d- it's moving the conversation between, yes. like, oh, I know you're hurt, Harry, but wh- how does this affect Peter first? Yeah. And after he hears that, like, you know and what? how I-, I can take advantage of that. Yeah. That's basically what he's getting at, yeah. But he does still feel guilty. He has, like, a, no, I, I'm going to rectify certain inequities. Like, yeah. just like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> you're the way with the words. Oh, uh, but he hugs Harry. He's like, listen, I've been a bad father. I wasn't there for you always, but I'm going to make this right, you know? Mm. So it, do you think that that's, that he means that, or do you think he's just talking out of his ass? Oh, I think that that is actually genuine, uh, but he cares more about accomplishing what he wants with Goblin more. I mean, I think he, I think that is real. I think that is really him, like wanting to to kind of be better for Harry. But he obviously cares about himself more than yeah. anything. So it's like probably make his life better if he had a better relationship with the son, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I don't know. Because it's it's, it's open interpretation. Because you get the sense that the egomaniac goblin side of him, like the crazy side of him, is like, oh, you 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 didn't know all this good stuff happening to you, Norman. Like he's like, it's all me. You know, he's like, yeah. I feel like it's it's a little bit of I don't know. Yeah, it is interesting. That is a good point. I'm not quite sure. Goblin makes a plan basically to like capture Mary Jane and like set a trap for Peter at the at the bridge. Yeah. Uh, Peter may have like a heart to heart in the hospital and like. May's trying to prod him, like, come on, Peter, ask, ask MJ out, you know, like, you know, you, is it really bad if she knows how much you care? Everybody else knows. And he's like, everybody, oh, I gotta go. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> uh, she's being a good mother figure, you know, and, you know, he, he doesn't want to leave her side, but, uh, he calls MJ, the answering machine picks up and he's like, can Spider-Man come out to play? And it's like, yeah. Ooh. And one of those, uh, moments that makes it really feel dated with the answering with, machine, with, well, answering <laughs> machine, but the payphone. Oh like yes. the payphones or like even newspapers starting to feel like like an outdated thing. Yeah, yeah. Just little yeah. little bits that yeah, this is a different time. Uh basically the goblin's plan to trap Spider Man. He has Mary Jane on one side of his arm and has a dangling dangling Mary Jane off the bridge. On the other side of his hand he has a cable car full of little children. Yeah. That he's hanging off and he's like, Let die the woman you love or suffer the little children, you know? Uh and we are who we choose to be now choose, basically when Spider Man shows up. He has gotta choose yeah. to save either Mary Jane or save the children. Uh, I do love the part where when he's like the itsy bitsy spider, yeah, he's singing to himself. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, he drops them both at the same time. I like the, the catapult like, that he does with the with the flags here. Oh, Spider Man, yeah, yeah. When he's like just launches himself, yeah, and he starts flying. He's, you can see he's getting better at web sling as the movie goes on. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, Spider Man dives to save Mary Jane, grabs her, swings around the other side, grabs the bridge, the cable, the cable car, whatever thing, grabs it, and then webs up to the ceiling right before holding both of them all with one hand. He's able to save both of them. Yep. Goblin's like perfect, right where I want him. You know, flies down to go just give him punch after punch after punch to try to make him drop. I'm assuming drop the people and kill yeah. them, you know. But you love to see the like classic uh New York people like look out for one, oh, yes. one another and the like the ship is coming in. You know, he's like He's, he's gonna, gonna make it. He's not gonna make it. He's gonna make it. Yeah. This the ship the barge comes in to save like the, 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 the cable car board, and then yeah. the, all the citizens on the bridge start to come in and it's right after nine eleven. He's like, I got something for your ass, you know, they throw they start throwing <laughs> oh, yeah, whatever on they the have. Bridge just tossing stuff yeah. out you mess with one of us, you mess with all of us, you know. <laughs> Very good unity. Yeah, you know, exactly. we're all one together. It is, it, it is kind of a like a message that it was a good thing. I think at that time, you, you don't really hear that nowadays. Like we're all together because it's our, our world today. We don't. It have to was get, a moment though. But you think about that in history, it was a moment that brought pretty much everyone together. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it was. It's terrible that a tragedy has to do that, or is the thing that feels like has to make people like all come together. That point, yeah, right. But it's oftentimes the time when yeah people are the most together. So it it definitely kind of felt like it was writing that but it feels good just looking back on i mean maybe it's more nostalgic that way but like because when you look at stuff now everyone is so like Polarized. at each other's throats yeah. about every single topic and it's like yeah. come on like we can't agree on anything we're all human beings we're all new yorkers you know you know blah blah, blah. It's, it's, it's definitely a different culture of uh yeah i think but i think also a lot of probably th- stuff in general that people may have normally disagree with was kind of like sidelined at a time like that, where it was more like yeah. we're unified more because of our shared, you know, American. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just a different time. And it's know. also nice to see a movie where the superhero is actually saving people. Yeah. Cause yeah. we don't see that enough either. That, that is true. Like actually like that's the whole part of being a hero is like saving people, saving yeah. people from danger. Um, Spider-Man's able to save them and they, all right, they they're able to get everybody onto the barge. It's awesome. But right after that happened, Goblin ties him up, swings him over to like a deserted warehouse or whatever. Yeah, and he just gets brutal a brutal fight, beat down. It's t- like you see Spider Man take so much damage in. These and every movies. time he, the moment feels like he's gonna get a hit, he just doesn't. He just keeps getting clobbered. Yeah, uh, the mask. Every ripped. everything from the sound design and like the camera, the like everything makes the fight seem so vicious and just like every like yeah. you feel every punch. It's like like Ooh. the music stops and it's just like the sound of that. Yeah, it's just like pure. Like, the goblin like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. just punches or whatever. Uh, True. the goblin seems unstoppable. He's like, you spun your last web, Spider-Man. Uh, he's like, I'm going to finish your girlfriend nice and slow. We're going to have a hell of a time. Me and, and MJ, you know, yeah. uh, gives Peter enough strength to kind of fight back, kicking the goblin yeah. away, crushing a brick wall on him, punching him down and again and again, just to find get that last motivation to yeah. fight back. But this fight, I love this fight. I think it's a well, so well done. There's a final fight. I think, it, I think I agree. Yeah, it's, it's nothing crazy. It's no beams in the sky. It's no like tons of CGI blasts, everything like that. It's just all practical, real like punches. And I and think things. it's, it's just more grounded. It just feels like it's just a back and forth fight between two slug fest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just, yeah. Uh, Norman Green Goblin gets overwhelmed, takes off his mask, and reveals himself to Peter. Peter's shocked, like, "What, Norman? Like, I res- I looked up to you. I respected you. You killed all those people. You, you killed all those people on the page. You attacked Aunt May. You attacked people in the in the festival, the parade. Like, you know. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I, I didn't try to kill you, though." He's like, well, you kind of. 
Um, at the time, he didn't know though. But I mean, he, yeah, he's just he's trying to Norman's trying coerce to him to yeah, weasel his, his way out of it. Yeah, and the, the line that we obviously when he uh, has the glider and then Spider Man leaps over, and he gets you know Goblin pinned. I think the reason that I think the moment earlier when Harry and Norman were talking was genuine is because of the way he's like, don't tell Harry. Mm. He's like, he really cares about his son. And he's like, yeah, as much as there might've been like that disappointment, he doesn't want his son to know what he, what he became. Yeah. What he became. Yeah. Um, the goblins like, I would never hurt you. Believe in me, Peter. And I, I, I've been a father. You'd be a son to me now. Yeah. All the while he's like pushing a button on his suit. But like, I feel like if you're Peter Parker, you'd be like, I, I see you. He's pushing he, a button he there. He sees guys <laughs> come by and stuff in the school, but he doesn't know that he's pushing a button. <laughs> um, Peter stares back and he's like, I had a father. His name was Ben Parker. That's a great line. Yeah. And then he's like, Godspeed, Spider-Man, which I, I love that line too. Like, Godspeed, Spider-Man. Uh, glider comes crashing in. Peter dodges out of the way and Norman's like, oh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Crashes yeah. right into him. It doesn't even crash into his chest. It's like into his groin. Yep. It's like a weird spot to crash it, but it's like, it just pure, yeah, his groin is just like punctured and pierced. The wall. Yeah, uh, he dies. Don't tell Harry. Uh, Peter brings Norman's body back to the Osborne penthouse. Harry sees that Spider Man has a gun just in the drawer by the door, <laughs> as one does. This dysfunctional family, the yeah, Osborns, yeah. yeah. Uh, but it leads Harry to believe that Spider Man killed his father. Um, it's just like it was just like the worst timing, like, yeah, him being there, yeah. Like if it happened like minutes later, he, Harry would have never even known Spider Man was involved. But after that moment, it's like he's just on a yeah. It also becomes even more worse when the uh, in Spider Man three in the Butler show, <laughs> but yeah, like, your yeah. father died by his own hand. It's like you, you've known this this whole time. <laughs> you didn't say anything. Uh, but at the funeral, which is kind of it's, it's interesting when I watch this again, we get a funeral for Norman Osborn. We don't get a funeral for uh, Ben, Uncle Ben. No, no. It it makes yeah, that's interesting. We don't get a funeral scene for that, which is kind of like oh. That is a little interesting now that I think about it. You would think also, but I think even if for Aunt May and them, like even if they were like not rich, like they still would have had something. Like Some just, small, just yeah. Small. He, I mean, he does go to his tombstone. Yeah, his, his gravestone's so the, there. The yeah. Or gravestone, you know. So it's like he, it is acknowledged at least that that was you know done. Uh, Harry and Peter have a moment at the funeral where he's like, uh, Peter tells him he's like, I know what it's like to lose a father, and Harry kind of replies like, I didn't lose him. He was taken from me or stolen from me or whatever. Like, um, Harry. Peter's, Peter's Uncle Ben was taken from him too. Like, what do you mean? Like, like, it's kind of insensitive to like, say, man. You're talking like I, <laughs> I'd be, I was there first, man. Um, uh, Harry vows that one day Spider-Man will pay, and that Peter's the only family Harry has left. He's like, oh, I, you know, now he can't tell him, you know, because like, you like don't have an aunt or uh, <laughs> anyone. Yeah, so Peter's his only family, and yet his alter ego is the he blames you know yeah, setting up a sequel great you yeah, know great setup for sure uh you know peter's feeling very guilty uh no matter how hard he tries no matter what he does his family and his friends are the ones who pay because we get a final shot with mj and peter and mj kind of confides and tells him that she loves him so much pete you're the only one who's always there i only right. thought of you when i was dying i didn't think of anybody else like when i was dying i wanted to be able to see peter parker's face one more time it's like oh man it's bittersweet because he can't he can't reciprocate because he feels guilty about he letting wa- people in I mean, his he life. He wants to, but it's just like he's at this point where like so much death has happened. Yeah. Where he's just like... He, he feels it's too risky to have some people be close to him because if people knew who he was, they're going to target him like they just did Aunt May and like they will her, you yeah. know. It so, is an interesting build-up because the whole movie is him wanting to get to that point. And then, and then like, it, the rest... It's right. almost like one line is going down and the other is going up from MJ and him. Yes. And then the line down is like all the 
tragedy happened to his loved one. So he's like, he makes a decision. To, it's like right before they hit. Right before and they then hit. It, and then it goes chooses, the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's just like really cool the way that plays out. And he Heartbreaking. Like, and this, at the way it ends is him, you know, at this time choosing to. He leaves her crying in the graveyard. Yeah. Uh, the graveyard. With great power comes great responsibility. It's his yeah. gift, his curse. He's Spider-Man. Final shot of him rolling around the city. And they roll the credits. It's so cool. The credit song, Chad Chad Kroger, Nickelback. <laughs> Hero can save us. <laughs> totally 2000s. I love it. But yeah, that's the movie. It's, a, it's phenomenal. A quite a movie, man. Phenomenal. It just it was just the kind of movie that sparked my imagination in such a way, like seeing him flying around or not flying, but swinging around New York, like it just is such a like it's lasting in my memory. Just the way this impacted like just me as a kid. I feel like it definitely. Uh, I love it more now. I mean, while rewatching it, I was like, man, I need to like revisit these movies more often. I know. I feel the same way. I I've, I'm so nostalgic for it, so maybe that's blinding my like vision of it. But man, I'm watching some of this current stuff that comes out, and it just does not. It doesn't have. It doesn't have. It's, it's something. I would say you know? it doesn't always, because I do think there are a lot of uh, there are movies, especially superhero movies, that like are. Because even like if you think about Avengers or other, or I would say Shang Chi and stuff. Um, they're getting down a lot of heart and a lot of genuine emotion and th- and stuff that feels really new and exciting in a way that can spark imagination and maybe even for younger kids it's more meaningful. But there are some superhero movies that just feel like they're trying to like tick off boxes, you know. Mm. And a lot of those boxes are just made be- or were made by movies like this, like Spider Man. But they don't do uh, any of the work to get. But they're to not it. doing any of the work to like actually make you care about the story or the people it's more just like like the checklist of like this kind of scene and this kind of moment yeah. and stuff but it's not we actually need the, we need the shirtless scene of, of him with right. his shirt off we need the we need the know. like uh the main love relationship yeah uh, but it's but then like you don't give a shit about the, the two people who are in love yeah boring characters who aren't well written or whatever i don't know but you can see that in certain movies and, and this is the one that's like doing it all right you know it's like it doesn't I think it's one of the, it's so great. I think it's only it's, a few things that were like kind of like oh that's fun you know yeah. But there's so many little bit parts and bit it's moments more that like make you laugh. Nitpicking honestly yeah. Like there are I think there are a, there's a little bit of criticism I would say you could do of like the, the acting the acting to a certain extent maybe some of the writing too, but a some lot of the of, characters some of the characters majority of the characters are but, phenomenal. But, but overall, no I think overall it was great. Um, so like on this podcast we've done, we've done like a couple of superhero movies and we've done like a superhero journey of like ranking our favorite slash best slash whatever, whatever criteria you want to do of your favorite things. So uh, right now, currently the list is Incredibles as number one, Iron Man is number two, really? Iron Giant's number three, but I don't know if Iron Giant might be better than Iron Man. I had wow. to, I had to, have to like, again, this list is unofficial. Totally can change at a moment's notice. It doesn't matter, you know. Right. But currently, the list is inc- number one: Incredibles. Number two: Iron Man, two thousand eight. Number three: Iron Giant. Number four: Sky High. Number five is the Power Rangers movie. Man. And number <laughs> and and then last, I don't even have a number six. I just have at last a Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That was the last one we did together. <laughs> so where where do you think Spider Man would go? Oh man, jeez, dude, it's probably in top ten. I would say. Well, we've only done six. Well, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> I, right now. I'm talking every. Oh, every. Movie oh, okay, I've ever okay, seen. okay, okay, okay. It's probably a top ten, top fifteen for sure. I would. Say. I think it's way too. It gets way too much flack. 
I think. I don't even know how much flack. It maybe in recent years it gets flack for some of the acting and stuff. But I haven't even really heard that much. Like people, people are like, oh, it's dated, it's dumb. It's like, oh, like every oh, man, movie you're missing a, something. Every there. movie is a product of its time. So like a time later on is gonna make any movie feel like it's outdated. That doesn't mean it's bad. That just means it was made in a different time and it reflects that time's way of. You know, life, culture, whatever. There's but only a few movies that you can say are timeless. I think there's only a ha- very few yes, handful that I are very timeless. I think every movie, in, in its own way, is is outdated in some way. But that's not always a bad thing. It can be when it's like clearly stuff that was like wrong and should have been different, and now is, but wasn't then. Really <laughs> that's a whole another discussion. But this isn't that at all. I mean, this is just like yeah, some of the acting's a little rough with Mary Jane, maybe so, but. But but like we discussed, I think she has a really good relationship. Yeah. I, I, at least when you dig into it, like. But I think overall she did well. I never really thought it was a yeah. bad performance. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, I would put this right below Incredibles. I think. I think this is like my second favorite. That's wow. That's yeah. I mean, Incredibles is well worth that spot. I would say. I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not. This isn't my list, clearly. Oh, I mean, we combine. It's fine. Uh, where, where would you? You're like. <laughs> You're like, know what? I'm a shock the world, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I, well, that that Shark Boy dream song. I just don't have the same like take as what your list would be. Oh, what would what would what would you say? What would you say then? Out of this list? Yeah. Uh, that's well. I mean, Shark Boy and Lava Girl can stay there. <laughs> I've never seen no Power hot takes Rangers. on that. I've never seen Sky High. Well, I've seen Sky, but I don't remember. Oh man, Sky I've High seen is so it, but good. I just like it's. I saw it like whenever it came out. I never yeah. really watched it. Sky High is really good. Iron Giant. Coach Boomer is uh is Bruce Campbell. Oh yeah, right. okay, yeah. I don't know. I think Incredibles probably deserves that spot. Number one of, of this list. Okay. Sure. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Spider Man is just a. You could just see in what's come since then, like how much of a difference it made, and clearly with Sam Raimi still making Marvel movies. Now that he's doing, I'm Doctor very excited. Strange, I'm very excited to see that. It's gonna be really cool to see how his like you know, um, take is in 2000, whatever, 22, whatever. When yeah, whenever that comes out. out. So I mean, this movie just it does mean a lot to me. I think revisiting reminded me how much like important this was for my interest in like superheroes in general. Like absolutely. And I definitely am one of those people who is more of a like superhero movie fan than like comics. And things like I've read and have read some of that, but I, I'm more into the media, the shows, the movies, and this is like one of those ones that like planted the seed for me to like watch these kind of consistently when they come out. You know, it's just it's it's just such a gold standard of like what it should be when you go see a movie like this. Spider-Man is my favorite superhero. It was probably the only one I've really read the comics for. Yeah, if that tells yeah. you anything, like it's the only one I've read the comics for. The movie itself is unique. It's special. I don't. I think people forget about it, but it really is like. I think it's more, way more important than uh, the X Men movie was in terms of like setting the modern I would say stage so. yeah. of like, you know how modern superhero movies are, and I think it's better in a lot of respects than a lot of those ones that come out. I mean, maybe there's some exceptions. I don't know. After I've seen a couple of them, I mean, upon rewatch, you know. Yeah. But I think people sleep on it. I think it's as such a unique and special and just maybe not a perfect movie. There's something's wrong with it, but man, it's such a fun time. It's, it's just, such a fun you're time. Just, you're in it the whole way through, right? There's no dull moment of like, there's no moments where you're just like 
tapping your finger bored, like hoping the scene's over. It's like every scene you're in, like yeah, you're, you're not just, waiting for the next action scene to you know. You're interested in it. You're invested. Like you care about the characters. You like, care about the story, which is kind of story, which is yeah, which kind of shows the strength of these movies that you're mostly following Peter Parker. Yeah, you don't really have a lot, of, especially in Spider Man Two. Yeah, you don't have a lot of Spider Man as Spider Man scenes. And yet you're still as inv- heavily invested. I mean, I, I'm heavily invested in like his story and Peter Parker's story, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, it just, yeah, I really introduced Spider-Man in live action probably the best way it could have, really. I mean, I couldn't have asked more for, especially because you think about like the years since the 60s leading up to this was like 40 years. Yeah. Whatever. So like this at its time was still a big deal. Like I said, like, so for this to be like the introduction of Spider-Man, and it's going to be 20 years old, live next action year. next year. Yeah. It, I mean, this we're is really, so old. <laughs> we're, there are older. There are older. Women. We're almost old enough to play them in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> we're almost old enough to play high school. All those high schoolers had to shave their beards. In that movie, <laughs> they were all grown men. Um, yeah. Love this movie. There's a lot of love. And I, I would be excited to do, come back and do two and, Oh, absolutely. It would be a fun conversation as well. It's going to be a fun time. Yeah, Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. We're back at it again. I know it's been a long time since the previous episode. Thank you for being patient <laughs> and sticking around and listening to the full episode. Appreciate it a lot. Thank if you, you liked so it, please listen to the other episodes You know, in the catalog. Support the show any means necessary you can. In the description, there's all of our follow us tags, this and that. Like, comment, subscribe, bullshit. The socials. Yeah, I'm, we don't need to go you. into it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, until I see you guys next time. Thank you so much, Andrew, for joining me. Absolutely. Anytime. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.